0: Finally here, Wisconsin. It's the best tradition in baseball. The Brewers
1: open the season against the Colorado
0: Rockies this
1: afternoon at Miller Park. I love the fact that I never have to worry about getting rained out, snowed out. We
0: get you ready with all things brought, Beer and Bob Uecker. Right
2: center and deep. Hey, get up. Get out of here. Go!
0: You're listening to Opening Day Live. Sponsored by Century Foods, Outdoor Living Unlimited, Merit Asphalt, New Mail Medical in Tosa and Quick Trip. It's
3: 835, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. So glad to have you with us. I am inside Miller Park. The roof is closed. It is opening day 2017. It is climate controlled. It is perfect here. This is our opening day broadcast, and people are excited. I have to tell you something. I've been doing this for a number of years. I believe this is probably... If you look at all the different lineups we've done for our opening day broadcast, this probably is the top one. Over the course of the next three and a half hours, you're going to hear from a number of Brewers players. We've got Brewers players like Travis Shaw, Zach Davies, Manny Pena, Keon Broxton, who was with me last year, just tremendous, and Jeff Bandy. We've got people from the front office, including Mark Atanasio, David Stearns, the general manager, Tom Flanagan, who's the guy that runs the whole Brewers farm system. We'll, of course, be joined by Whitefish Bay native Craig Council, the manager of the Brewers, and, of course, a number of other personalities as well who'll be stopping through. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is opening day, and like I say, if you're coming out to the ballpark... Well, keep us on in the parking lot. If you can't get out to the ballpark, let us bring opening day to you. The field is absolutely beautiful. And as somebody who grew up in this area, somebody who remembers a lot of those opening days at County Stadium where you were outside in the elements and the tailgating, and then you came inside, and you were sitting in the elements, and it was the unpleasant days, and the cold rain and the snow and whatever, doesn't matter. Once you get inside this stadium, you are going to feel it. You're going to love it. Um, baseball is back. The field is green. It is absolutely tremendous. Stick with us for the next three and a half hours. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to cover and a lot of people to bring to you. couple notes that I want to make before we actually kick off the program. Um, Insight 2017, I'll be hosting that at the Country Springs Hotel on Wednesday, April 19th. Our guest, our guest list continues to grow. Featured, spe- uh, featured guest, of course, is going to be Governor Scott Walker. We're going to be joined by three members of the Wisconsin State Supreme Court. We're going to be joined by Wayne Larravee. This is two weeks before the NFL draft. We're going to be talking about that. In addition, we're going to have Bob Babish and Don Smiley from Summerfest. New addition to our guest list, uh, Joe Bartolotta, who is, of course, the area restaurant and He's going to be joining us as well. We're going to be talking about all that. So it's Insight 2017, Wednesday, April 19th at the Country Springs Hotel. You You can go to WTMJ.com. Tickets are available. Check that out. I also want to highlight something that I think is so very, very cool, um, and I want to thank our sponsors, and I want to thank our marketing department, and I want to thank our our salespeople for making this happen. Starting tomorrow, in connection with the return of baseball, um, we're we're launching a promotion. It's called Welcome Back Baseball. Here is the way it's going to work. At 910, every weekday morning for the next few weeks, you listen. If you are the correct caller, you will automatically be a daily winner, which means we're going to give you four tickets to see a Milwaukee Brewers home game. But here's where it gets really cool. As part of this promotion, Welcome Back Baseball, every Friday all the different winners on a daily basis for that week. We are going to randomly draw one of their names and that person, those people, will get an opportunity, that one winner will get an opportunity to travel to somewhere that the Brewers are going to be playing during the course of the season. Um, We'll fly you there or, if the case of Chicago, we'll put you on a train and get you down there. Hotel, uh, game tickets, it's a great experience. We call it Welcome Back Baseball. We'll be talking a little bit more about that during the course of the show today, but it kicks off tomorrow. So you want to be listening nine ten tomorrow. If you are the correct caller, you will be our qualifier for Welcome Back Baseball. I'm really excited to get everybody, again, in the spirit, recognizing, hey, it's the baseball season. And the weather outside might be crummy, but I tell you, the weather at Miller Park, baseball means spring. Baseball means summer. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to start our, our, our lineup of guests. But before that, I wanted to give you a chance to wade in. I have been... Actually, thinking a lot about opening days and opening day past, I mean, I I can remember going to Brewer's opening days since the early 1970s. And I can remember some of the opening days that were really, really nice. And I can remember some of those opening days that were really, really challenging from a weather perspective. And that's one of the things I think about opening day that brings us all together. So I wanted to kick off the program by opening up the phone lines, 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Memories of opening day. What is your most memorable opening day experience? I was talking to somebody just the other day who was telling me they've been married for a long time now. Their first date, they met each other at opening day. That was their first date. Maybe it was a weather-related thing. Maybe it was just something fun that happened. But 414-799-1620, we're going to give you an opportunity to weigh in before we get into our guest lineup. 414-799-1620, your memory of opening day, your best memory, your best opening day experience. And, again, you can define best however you want. But let's talk a little bit about Brewer's opening day. This is our opening day broadcast. It's 840. I'm Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Now back to more opening day live with Jeff Wagner, live from the dugout on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. This is Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. What a great day. It's opening day baseball. What's your most memorable opening day baseball memory? Scafidian Bills that take your calls starting at 12 today. Plus, be sure to stop by and say hi as they broadcast live from the WTMJ tailgater that's outside Miller Park. That is precisely what we are talking about now. I have been going to opening day since the early 1970s. Lots and lots of memories, lots and lots of fun experiences. Just talking to somebody over the weekend. Like I say, they met. They met. They got married. They got a couple great kids they met at opening day it was their first date all right your big opening day experience 845 jeff wagner 620 wtmj Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty is our acunate mortgage talk and text line let us start with diane and oshkosh diane good morning
4: good morning um my i'm from west dallas west milwaukee and um i remember going to high school at west milwaukee high school and our parents were able to write us an excuse for opening day and it was it was excused so we've been, I like you have been going to opening day since um, since the seventies, but as right. we have kids and moved away, we don't. So we have our own opening day here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Um, every year, my husband has had it. We've had brats and cracker jack and peanuts, and <laughs> and our all of our fans, the Brewer fans that can't get to Miller Park, we right. have it here. But it's a it was I, I always tell the story that we were able to have an excuse right an excuse and it and it was accepted and it was a acceptance that you could get
3: off for opening day, and you know. It was like. well, well, you, okay, I went to Marquette University Law School, and mm-hmm. this is how big an opening day was. They, when I was there, they shut the law school down, and they actually took out but they sent buses you know and, and I mean yeah. I can remember thinking they shut the law school down, but so many people wanted to go they just decided to make an event and yeah. they embraced it yeah. and, and that became our our tradition for years and years. Oh, I will right. tell you some people you know Diana are nostalgic about county stadium and i I have fun yeah. memories of county stadium, but like especially on days like today i 'm glad it 's going to be a
4: baseball yeah. game i 'm oh, glad there 's a never- roof. I remember, you know, not only were we excited to get off of school, because we were able to, and a whole bunch of us would go over, and West Milwaukee High School was right in the backyard of County Stadium. So we were able to, you know, a whole group of us walk over there, and, you know, it was always... it's always been a a, had a warm place in my heart you know and and it is
3: well you're having an opening date party this year too right
4: we are we've got the brats and cracker jack (laughs) and my husband always has uh, how many how many wins we go around with whoever (laughs) about anywhere from 12 to 20 people that come and and uh, they put their you know their prediction of how many wins out of the season we're going to get and at the end of the whole thing, they might be able to win a brat. <laughs> uh,
3: well, there you go. It's fun. Well, you have fun, Diane. Thanks for joining Thank us. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Debbie in Milwaukee. Debbie, good morning.
4: Hi. Hi, Debbie. First-time caller, but I've always listened to your show.
3: Well, you are a woman of discerning taste. I appreciate that.
4: <laughs> um, I don't remember what year it was, but there was one year we had a bus going, and it was snowed out. <laughs> yeah.
3: Isn't isn't that something? I mean, you, the I mean, I can remember both attending as a fan, and then you know, even though later on over the last twenty years, you know, doing this a broadcast thing, there were some days that you just look out there and you say, "Man, I hope the game goes on," but at the same time, it's snowing. I don't want to sit in snow and watch them play a ball game.
4: And I'm from Buffalo, New York.
3: <laughs> so, but, but still, that, that, is the, that is the tremendous thing about the roof. And I, you know, I, I look at some of these stadiums that they've built in the upper Midwest you know, since Miller Park and you know, the Minnesota Twin Stadium or the Detroit Tigers Stadium, and I think, what were they thinking not putting a retractable roof on it? Because you know today there's going to be baseball. It doesn't matter whether it's raining outside. There is going to be baseball today, and we're all ready for baseball, right? We certainly are. Thanks for calling, Debbie. I appreciate it. Um, our next call is Robert in Milwaukee. Robert, you're on six twenty WTMJ. Good morning.
5: Okay. Well, what I remember was in two thousand two, and I was with my friend Robert Nowak. Uh, you know, he he lives at Holly Ridge Apartments, and what happened was we had we were playing the Dodgers, and we beat the Dodgers, and we had uh, uh, Brons and uh, Mr. Baseball's brats, potato uh-huh. salad, baked beans, uh, cold flaw, and uh, I think we had uh, some cake for dessert, <laughs> soda, and, and then we listened to the game, you know, uh, Robert and Linda Nowak and I, and, yeah. and that was uh, a good memory for me. <laughs> Otherwise, I. Oh well today I have a medical appointment so I but, may not but, listen to the whole show but, but But you can hear some of it, Robert. Thanks to the
3: call. You're gonna get a chance to hear, you know, some of it. That's that is one of the great things it's you know, it's one of the great things I think about baseball too, is it connects it connects the generations. Um and, and you just you think back. It it's one of those things that, you know, fathers and sons or grandfathers and sons and then the grandsons do together or the grandmothers and daughters it's one of those things that kind of brings us together it is that universal thing which you know which goes out and it's one of the things that is just so very very cool about this and hoping hopefully you know this is going to be another opening day where we make a lot of memories let's take a quick break we're back with much more it's 8:50 this is Jeff Wagner we're broadcasting live from the dugout at Miller Park on 620 WTMJ
4: You're listening to Opening Day Live. You know, I know it's a whole new people, but I'm, I'm excited. Here's Jeff Wagner, live from the dugout. Brewers baseball is the sound of summer on 620 WTMJ.
3: It's 8.53. This is Jeff Wagner. Um, We are live in the dugout. It is opening day 2017. Hey, get to know the people behind the headlines at Insight 2017, hosted by me, Jeff Wagner, at the Country Springs Hotel in Pewaukee. It's Wednesday, April 19th. See Governor Scott Walker like you've never seen him before. Hear what it's like to live in the executive mansion, what it's like to run for president, how the budget is coming together in Madison, and the real story behind the fight over Act 10. There are only 16 days left until Insight 2017. Get your ticket. Online and check out the full guest list at wtmj.com. One of the guests we just added in the last day or so, Joe Bartolotta of Bartolotta Restaurant Fame. Matter of fact, they're having a big job convention uh, going on. I think today is one of them. So, you know, check all that out. Joe Bartolotta is going to join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. 2017 insight 2017 at the Country Springs Hotel. Look, I understand that. The the, the real attraction is, of course, the brewers and baseball, right? But part of the overall experience coming out to the ballpark is, well, the, the ability to, let's face it, have a couple beers and get some great food. And one of the things that they've done a tremendous job at over the years is, you know, just figuring out what it is that fans want and adapting what they provide, the offerings. Look, when I come out here, I'm a traditionalist. Give me a hot dog, give me a brat, give me a cold beer, I am happy. But I know for a lot of people, they want more stuff than that. And you know, Doug Russell's done a really interesting piece talking about, well, the the big renovations they've had at Miller Park to try to make it more fan-friendly when it comes to food. Here's Doug's piece.
6: Peanuts, Cracker Jacks, in Milwaukee you've always had brats and beer. But it's a whole new
7: ball game at Miller Park, not on the field, but in the concourses. The local food experience in Milwaukee has become so sophisticated, so full of innovation that we needed to step up our game. Brewers Chief Operating Officer Rick Schlesinger. This offseason, the team spent $20 million
6: on upgrading the food and beverage offerings for fans attending games. They had a chance to open up the new stands Friday and Saturday for the White Sox exhibition games just to make sure that everything would run smoothly for opening day's sellout crowd. So was it worth it?
8: Yeah, I really like the look of it. It looks really clean. Um, much improvement over last year. Um, the lines are
9: a little long, but the food is really good.
6: Mosquito's Jeff Demashki, who took in Friday night's game with his daughter, Maddie. How the chicken nachos?
9: They're very good. The lines were a little long, but the nachos are actually very good,
10: so that's good. That was worth the wait.
6: <laughs> the taco was from Jay Agave Tacos and Tequila. Other local offerings include a greatly expanded presence from A.J. Bomber's Burgers, Smoke Shack, and Clement Sausages. Going local was not an accident.
7: Yeah, we, it was very important to us. Our, our fans love the A.J. Bomber's Burgers, the Pharaoh's Pizza, the Holy Moly Donuts and Coffee, and uh, obviously the Clements and you know, Miller Coors. So we've got a lot of local flavors, a lot of local brands. People connect with our local customers and our local partners, and it was important to us.
1: And I love, like, the architecture, that it's a nod to the um, iron workers of Milwaukee.
6: That's Whitefish Bay's crystalline. Visually, you'll notice the steel arches welcoming you to the third base ward and the first base ward, just like in the cities near south side.
1: So I think that's very cool as well.
6: And if you want to stand and socialize while you eat, you don't have to go back to your seat to watch the game.
1: Oh, yeah, I love these bars that they got.
11: This is the best part.
6: Muskego's Ryan Stankovich, who was standing and eating at permanent tables, set up behind the last row of the lower bowl overlooking the field.
11: I got chicken tacos, and it's awesome.
6: Except for some long lines, the whole experience was an opening night hit.
2: Absolutely fantastic. Love the improvements. Uh, I thought they were good already, but this is just taking it to another level.
6: Mike Lean of Whitefish Bay. The brewers and their partners are hoping the honeymoon lasts. This project is the single largest off-season capital expenditure the team has taken on at Miller Park in the 16 full seasons the Stadium has been open. At
3: Miller Park, Doug Russell, WTMJ Sports. Just listening to that makes me hungry. And that's one of the things. Before I got here really early this morning, and I was kind of walking around the concourse at Miller Park, and I was seeing all the different stands and all the different areas that they set up. And, you know, again, I appreciate that there's a lot of us who just like our brats and our beer and stuff, but the different offerings, all the different options, it's one of the things that they've done to make Miller Park continuingly more and more fan friendly and to really get people excited about coming out here. Now just to give you an idea of what goes on behind the scenes and why it's so cool to be doing the broadcast from the dugout. Right now in front of me, all the Brewers employees, all the front office people, everybody's dressed in like suits and ties and the ladies in dresses and stuff. Everybody comes down and what they do is they take a giant group photo of all the employees. Everybody gets together right behind home plate, and everybody's assembling now. It's just kind of one of those cool things to watch. Um, Everybody gets together. I think this is like the one time of the year where all the different departments come together. We should probably try something like that at WTMJ. But it is one of the cool experiences, everybody getting together. Opening day is that great thing. The gates to the parking lot are going to open up in the very, just in a couple minutes if they haven't opened up already. And I understand the weather can be a little bit daunting, but that is not going to stop Brewers fans from going out and enjoying themselves. When we come back in less than 10 minutes, we're going to start our slate of interviews. We're scheduled to be joined, first of all, by one of the guys. I think when you look at tenure, he might be the longest tenured on-field brewer employee. Um, Always a great interview. Good guy. Eddie Cedar is going to join us to start off. That's coming up right after the news. It's 8.59. This is Jeff Wagner. It is opening day 2017. We're broadcasting live from the dugout in Miller Park.
0: Touch them all, Wisconsin. Brewers baseball is back. Braun's coming home, and he's going to score. Ryan Braun, Jimmy Nelson, and the rest of the crew open the season today.
1: Nobody really beats the Brewers fans. They really come together. This is opening day
0: live. Sponsored by Sentry Foods, Outdoor Living Unlimited, Merit
3: Asphalt, New Mill Medical in Tosa, and Quick Trip. It's nine oh nine. This is Jeff Wagner. We're broadcasting live from the dugout at Miller Park. We're joined by legendary Milwaukee Brewers coach Eddie Cedar. Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone do? How's everyone doing today? Oh, it's opening day, man. Now, see, just to give people an idea, though, the kind of guy you are. I was saying right before the break that all the all the Milwaukee Brewer employees were gathering behind home plate for their their big annual picture. Will you come out to join me in the
5: dugout, and your one big regret already this morning is is that way we, we were going on at nine oh nine, and then I knew I didn't have enough time to go photobomb those guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. I mean, it's great. You're yelling, right, you've got to change out of your clothes and stuff like that. Well, I
5: need to know stuff like that. You know, everyone's dressed up pretty sharp. I need to know if they're going to stay like that throughout the game. Meanwhile, I'm in a uniform and like a sweatshirt top, and this is the way I'm going to be. Well, let's see. Now, I tell you, as a third base coach, you were telling me earlier that, you know, we were deciding whether we were going to
3: stand up in the dugout or sit down during the interview, but you're planning there's going to be so many long innings. You're going to be on your feet a lot this year.
5: Yeah, I plan on doing a lot <laughs> of standing. That's
3: Well, that's good. You know. um What does the team look like to you this year? I mean, a young team, but lots of really good ballplayers.
5: Yeah, lots of of young talent. Um, You're looking at it. We have nine people that are making their first opening day rosters in the major leagues. Uh, I would have guessed it would have been even more. Right, But, um, you know, that's a... That's quite a few, I would think, um, and uh, played well in spring training, and I look to see it continue uh, offensively, defensively. I think we're better than last year. Pitching, pitching came on, you know, the last two months of the season, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to start out well and build on the last two months of last season.
3: Now, this is 26 years in the Brewers organization?
5: Correct. 11 opening days.
3: Correct. Wow. how did you when you started twenty six years ago? Did you think the career was going to last you know this long?
5: <laughs> no, I did not. I actually, uh, Fred Stanley was the one that hired me, and actually, for the big league job, the Brewers were the ones that asked me to interview for the job because right. it was going. I was um, kind of like running the minor leagues down there through the first wave of uh, you know our playoff team. so <laughs> I was kind of happy doing what I do what I was doing, and then they they real informed me that they really wanted me to interview for the. Right. First base coaching job and outfield and base running, and uh, I did, and I got the job. You know, everybody I talk to just really talks about what a
3: class organization this is, from from the ownership through the entire organization. Not, and obviously, I mean, you must find it that way, or you wouldn't hung around for all this time.
5: Oh yeah, and even from it's it's always been that way, and you always got a. Uh, the fans have always been great, very supportive um, organization even though it's my i want to say like my fourth complete organizational change you know right. with Stearns and company in here but uh they've all seemed to value like you said um, good people right what's the what's the hardest thing about being a third base coach uh, hardest thing is um, no matter what you're gonna get criticized. <laughs> yeah. If why you, did send you send the guy, send him, yeah. oh yeah, that was an easy <laughs> yeah, send. Yeah. Meanwhile, oh yeah, it's an easy send. You got major league right. everyone's major leaguer talented throwing <laughs> balls and then when you send the guy and he's throwing out, what are you doing? Why why take a chance there? I'm going, well if you, sometimes if you don't take chances things right. don't
3: work out for you. What's the kind of thought process? I mean I would assume that just like the the players study tendencies of opposing pitchers. I would assume that you're the same way when you go into a town, you
5: know, you're looking at you know, the left fielder, the center fielder, the right fielder, you know, who's got the arms. I mean do you do your homework? Oh field? yeah, we have um our scouting department does a great, great job. They feed me the information, then we have the use of video so I get to watch every throw the outfielders made, every relay thing they've done. I usually judge by The infielders on relay throws, how far out they're getting. If they get to a point where I'm going, even if your arm's that strong, your accuracy is going to be a little bit less. Uh, Reading the runner as they're coming around. Right. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that goes into it instead of just going, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and try it. Okay, now I've got to ask you this question because every once in a while I get
3: the sense that there might be a runner or two that maybe kind of runs through that Eddie Cedar stop sign that's up there. When when that happens, is there a conversation like after the game or or do you just kind of let it go?
5: No, we we kind of we'll talk about it. now, yeah. hey, did you did you see me? I've never nice Morgan. I'm a big guy out there, you yeah, know, Nijer Morgan. I've never gone, Yeah, I saw you, but I thought I could get in there. I'm going okay. <laughs> so then we always use that. You know, it's just a suggestion when I throw up my hands or whatever <laughs> I'm doing out there.
3: How I you know um, with. With the speed of the baseballs coming off the bats and stuff, I mean, how you've got to really be alert on that third base line nowadays. I know because there's foul balls that come screaming down there all the time.
5: Uh, yes, I do, and especially <laughs> with runners at second because so, I've got to get an angle of seeing what's going on with the shortstop and second baseman. So I'm even closer down the line and, and to get me in good position if there is a base hit right. to score them. Um, probably I haven't been as nervous. And now watch, I'll get hit today. <laughs> no, but, you know, I haven't been. And I'll be the drink. No, no, Ricky no. Weeks would hit because oh. Ricky would didn't matter how Howard you threw or anything, he could turn on anybody, and it was kind of like um, it was heads up for me when. Uh, Ricky, granted, I wasn't at third base that often, but on the first base side, it was Prince, but Prince would always come up to me and go, "Hey, heads up, heads up this at bat, <laughs> so that would let me know like, okay, he's gonna try and get at if this guy throws a fastball, so uh yeah, it gets kind of where you gotta worry and you're also worrying about him back picking so you you're late picking up the hitter, okay if you're. Worried about back picks, which in our league, you got Molina, you got the catcher from right. the Cubs, Contreras. The guys like the back pick. Right. So which is throwing down, trying to get the runner out yeah, of third base. He's ap- taking ap- two to the Okay. Pitches after the right. pitch is thrown, trying to pick the guy off at second. <laughs> so, unfortunately, catchers some catchers make it even harder on you. Ah, That's incredible.
3: Well, I appreciate you spending some time this morning. Bruce, are you excited about the season? Is, is it going to be – I know a lot of the experts think, okay, maybe this team isn't going to be that good. Are you excited about it? I th-
5: oh, yeah, I'm excited about it. And like um, like we stated earlier, uh, young, talented ball club, like nine people making their first roster. uh We'll see how they go. The uh, people that had good years last year were those fluke years. Let's see what that's what's see what's happening with that. And uh, yeah, a lot of questions, but uh, good questions, I think. I mean, talent wise, sometimes in spring training, I would look at our lineup before we went out to the game, and I would be go, "Well, that's a pretty good lineup." <laughs> I mean, uh, I think it's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, it's it. Eddie Cedar, the most the most entertaining third-base coach in Major
3: League <laughs> Baseball. No no doubt about that. Sorry we didn't get to the opportunity to photobomb the thing. Maybe next I year. Know. Maybe, huh? yeah. We'll Maybe next year. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. It's 916. This is Jeff Wagner. You're listening to Opening Day 2017 on News Radio 620 WTMJ.
12: Happy Opening Day, Brewers fans. Let's get back to the dugout with Jeff Wagner for more Opening Day Live on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ.
3: It's nine We're broadcasting live from the dugout on opening day. Meet the people behind the headlines at Insight 2017, hosted by me, Jeff Wagner, at the Country Springs Hotel in Pewaukee on Wednesday, April 19th, on the eve of the 50th Summerfest. See a rare sit-down interview with Bob Babish and Don Smiley. They're going to be together. What's in store for the Milestone Summerfest? What, some, what surprises are yet to come? And how can they possibly top having the Rolling Stones and Paul McCartney on the main stage the last two years? There's only 16 days left until Insight 2017. Get your tickets online and check out the full guest list at WTMJ.com. Like I say, it is opening day. There's a lot of excitement going on. Over 2 million fans packed their way into Miller Park to watch Brewers baseball last season, something the players most certainly do not take for granted. Here's Greg Matzik with a report. There's nothing quite like the roar of a
13: home crowd to describe the action at a Brewers game. In 2016, over 2.3 million fans filed into Miller Park to check out a Brewers team building for the future. A packed house, constant buzz, and blasts of energy are most certainly felt on the field by the players. Brewers center fielder Keon Broxton feeds off of it.
14: It, it, It's awesome to go out there and play in front of fans that that care, and uh, they show us that that they care. So if they're pumped up, they're they're definitely going to get us pumped up.
13: The team, the park, the brotherhood, and just some of the reasons fans flock. Another reason...
1: I I love the fact that I never have to worry about getting rained out, snowed out or anything like that the weather thing is great
13: that is a good point it was a rarity for the open-air county stadium to draw over two million fans but incredibly common at Miller Park
1: nobody really beats the Brewers fans you know so they really come together you know uh, whereas a lot of stadiums that's not the way it is
13: Zach Davies is entering his second full season with the Brewers but even in his short time in Milwaukee Davies has grown accustomed to what Brewers fans are
15: all about definitely a loyal group and everybody in the clubhouse appreciates that Uh, They like seeing some of the same faces in the crowd every day. They get to interact with them. Um, But it's nice to know that the support is there. And then once once the team is kind of fit together and... Uh, we found our place then then we know that we're gonna have a great a great club all around not just in the stands but on the field too. the facility features overhauled
13: concessions featuring all the craft beer brisket burgers and street tacos one could want and the team littered with young talent looking to impress watching the young players grow hopefully they'll a couple of years from now they'll be a contender and uh, take care of those cubs regardless of the outcome of opening day history shows Brewers fans will keep coming back
14: It just says that they love us man and they care and they, they come out and support regardless of, of anything going on I think they just they just genuinely in, love the Brewers and um, that's 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 awesome you know it doesn't really care if we want to lose or anything like that they just care that that we have the Brewers uniform on
3: pragmatic WTMJ
14: sports. It's
3: 922. This is Jeff Wagner. When we come back, we're going to be joined by ah, one of the newest Brewers players, a guy who's going to have a great season. Stick around. Travis Shaw is coming up. It's 922. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ.
12: Now back to more opening day live. We have an annual
4: tailgate, and gosh, it's been years and years, and we always have a great time.
12: With Jeff Wagner, live from the dugout on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. WTMJ.
3: It's 925. We're broadcasting live from the dugout. Opening day 2017. One of the key pieces, I think, to the Brewers' success this year is going to be one of their new acquisitions. I'm joined right now by third baseman Travis Shaw. Travis, hello. How are you guys doing? Uh, We're we're doing great. Um, Welcome to Milwaukee, first of all. It's uh,
16: thank goodness for this roof. That's all I can say. <laughs>
3: yeah. See, yeah. We, we we were talking. Now you're originally from Ohio, from the Columbus area. Correct. Yeah. All right. So you're used to the Midwest weather.
16: Yeah, I yeah. am. I actually did just move to Florida this off season, <laughs> so it's it's been about a year now since I've experienced cold weather, but uh, it's it still runs in my blood a little bit. Uh, tell me a little bit about your background. When did you start playing ball? I got drafted in 2011 by the Red Sox out of college. I went to Kent State, which is up near Cleveland. Um, Kind of sped through the minor leagues at first, hit a little bit of a road bump in Double A, and then uh, made my debut in 2015 and made the made the opening day roster last year with the Red Sox playing third base, and now here I am.
3: Okay, now be honest, how do you find Milwaukee? I mean, are you excited about being here?
16: I am. It's a uh I'm excited to hit here. That's, it's going to be a lot different than Fenway. Well, yeah,
3: Fenway Park is not kind to a left-handed power hitter. Yeah, huh? not at
16: all. It's Fenway Park's a good hitting park, but only if you're right-handed. So, uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to hitting here, and obviously weather's not going to be an issue at the beginning of the season. So that's always a that's always a positive for hitters. What?
3: What is the toughest thing about changing organizations? I mean, moving from the Red Sox to the Brewers—is it just—is it getting used to a different culture, or, or how how do you acclimate?
16: It's kind of learning everybody's name and also them learning how you play. Because a lot of times it takes it takes a few weeks to kind of get the vibe of how guys play. I mean, you, you watch a guy three four days, if they do bad, you're like, was this guy really even that good? But baseball it kind of takes a while and um new organization especially for the brewers i've never played the brewers not even in the minor leagues so um kind of getting used for them getting used to me playing is, is probably the biggest the biggest change
3: what's the toughest thing about playing day you know day in day out in the major it's a long season you're gonna have good games you're gonna have good streaks unfortunately everybody probably goes through yeah. some bad streaks what's the toughest thing about dealing with all that
16: uh, just it's learning how to deal with failure. This game is based off failure. I mean, you fail seven out of ten times, you're still one of the best. So that's something that I, I learned how to deal with in Double A when I hit that road bump, like I mentioned earlier. And uh, I think to be successful in baseball, you you have to learn how to get through the rough stretches. Everybody's good when they're when they're playing good, but uh, you really find out what kind of player and person you are when when you go through those rough stretches.
3: Um. Everybody tells me the the attitude in this clubhouse really really a positive thing. Is that what you're finding?
16: Yeah, I yeah. am. It's a young team, it's a confident young team, and uh, I think if we get off to a good start, that confidence is only going to grow. Uh, there's a lot of talent in that locker room, and uh, everybody knows the talent that's in the minor league system now. After seeing all the guys in spring training, that uh, you're going to have to be on your toes all the time. And uh, there's a lot there's a lot riding on this season, and I know we're not thinking of it as a rebuild and Hopefully we, we'll have a little bit better season than we had last year. Did you always play third base when you going back to when you were a kid, or is that kind of new? I played third in college, um, but once I got drafted, I got switched over to first base. And then last year with the Red Sox was the first year I played third base on an everyday basis since 2010. So
3: you must have amazing reflexes, because I mean,
16: I, <laughs> I, I just third base I, is tough. Well, third base is really tough. I, I,
3: I tried it in high school, yeah. and I mean, I was I was just like kind of almost like a like a batting practice. The balls were just coming at you, and you're just ducking. But it's yeah. just
16: it's a straight reactionary position and. Uh, I think third base is one of the toughest positions in the infield. Um, You were telling me, married,
3: no children yet? Yes. Um, So is is your wife going to spend the summer here?
16: Yep, she'll be up here. Oh,
3: yeah. I, absolutely. You, I would assume, have you had any, have you had a chance to get acclimated to Milwaukee? Have you been able to get out at all yet? Uh,
16: not really. Just mm-hmm. still kind of learning the city. I'm living in uh, Wauwatosa, so a little bit outside the city. And uh, the apartment's nice. Everything's nice so far. But I haven't really explored too much yet.
3: I, I think what you're going to find is, um, I think the Brewers fans are going to, it's a great fan base. And I think they're going to really embrace you. And um, I think you're going to find a lot of places to go out and have some fun and enjoy yourself around um, here.
16: I'm really looking forward to
3: it. Travis Shaw, thanks so very much. I tell you, I think... I think... Um I, I just I, when I, when I saw the Brewers that acquired you, i have going. Oh my goodness, this guy, a lot of potential and stuff. And I think you know I, there's going to be a little pressure on you this year, pal.
16: That's all right. I'm <laughs> used to the pressure. I went through a lot last year, and uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to it.
3: Super Bowl. Travis Shaw, welcome to Milwaukee. Thanks for joining us. Hope we get a chance to talk on many opening days to come. Yes, sir. Look okay. forward to it. Appreciate it, Travis Shaw. Thank thanks you. a lot for joining us. It's nine twenty nine. You're listening to News Radio six twenty WTMJ. This is Jeff Wagner. Happy opening day, Brewers fans. Let's get back to the dugout
13: with. Jeff Wagner for more opening day live on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ.
3: It's 934. This is Jeff Wagner. Almost half of the Brewers' 40-man roster is turned over under general manager David Stearns. Are there more moves to be made? Greg Matzik shares the GM's thoughts tonight, 8.07 during Sports Central. We are broadcasting, of course, live from the dugout, and I am now joined by one of the Brewers' breakout stars of 2016, starting pitcher Zach Davis. Zach, uh, Welcome. Thank you. Thank you uh, for having me. Um, uh, it's Davies, right? Yep. Got it. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize this. This is your first opening day.
15: It is. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. It's uh, first opportunity for opening day, and uh, I'm taking it all in. That's it. Uh, Colorado Springs last year, so this must be, with a roof and stuff, this must be a lot better. Yeah, you're looking at similar weather, but you got the roof and you got the, the heat in here, so it, it makes it a lot nicer <laughs> to start opening day here. You know, um... As I said, you were clearly one of the breakout stars of last year. What do you attribute your success to? I'm um, just sticking to what got me here. Um, going through each each start, knowing kind of a little bit about the other team, uh, making sure I'm doing my homework that way, uh, but also. Work in between with uh, things that I I felt like I didn't do so well in the last game, uh, and then knowing what I've done to get here and and sticking to that. Well, see, that was one of the interesting things, because a lot of times when pitchers come up, the, the first time they face a team,
3: maybe they can surprise them. But after that, everybody studies tendencies and stuff. But you were able to have success pretty
15: much throughout the entire year. Right. I mean, that just goes back to kind of what got me here. I've got a lot of different things that I can do. And, um, you know, when, when hitters start making adjustments, then that's time for me to make, start making adjustments and um, kind of see where I can go from it and, and what kind of holes are in their swing and what I can do with my stuff. What do you do with your days off? Okay, you pitch every five days. People say, oh, you know what, it must be easier. Starting a pitcher, you throw, but it, it's really, it's a constant thing, keeping yourself in shape and all that, right? It is. Uh, starting pitchers, yeah, they pitch once every five days. Their, their workload on the fifth day is pretty heavy, um, but the days in between are still, still a lot of working days. You, you get through video, you get through your homework and that stuff, but then you're also in the weight room. Pretty much every day, um, you get you get your workouts in on your bullpen days, and um, it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, even though you don't see it. Well, I I also assume it's a lot of working with the training staff because you know. When, what you do puts
3: so much strain on your arm and the rest of your body just to make sure that you're not going to get injured or things like that. It's, it's a constant battle, I guess, to keep yourself in shape,
15: huh? Right. They, they take incredible care of us, the training staff here. And hats off to them for everybody that goes in there and gets, gets some treatment and gets some help. Everybody needs help during the season. It, it's, it's just something that's going to happen. Um, and, and so they, they take great care of us. Not only that, the strength staff that are that are modifying your workouts compared to kind of the, the way the season's going, how you're feeling, and um, it's your responsibility to kind of talk to them and tell them how's it going, but. Um, Other than that, they they take incredible care of us. Let's talk about a little bit of you you as a person. Uh, You grew up in Arizona,
3: right? Born Mm -hmm. in Arizona? Yep. So this climate must be at least a little bit of a culture shock, huh?
17: Yeah, I
15: I was born in Seattle, so I I got a taste of it. Um, But I moved to Arizona pretty young, and so my blood's thinned out quite a bit. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we're inside, and it's you know it's playing baseball you, your mind is kind of elsewhere from whether it's on baseball and so that you don't pay attention to that as much well obviously being here last year I, you, I, I assume you've gotten a chance to pretty much know the community at least a little bit over the time yeah yeah we i'm staying in the lower east side up uh, out in milwaukee and um uh, just i love that area it's a great great area with the parks down there near the lake and um but, you know kind of going from restaurant to restaurant <laughs> downtown and. Uh, it's fun to get to know the area, kind of explore a little bit and see just see what Wisconsin has to offer. Tell me to
3: put you on the spot. What do, you, what do you do when you've got a day or two
15: off? You know, you, you pitch or something, so it's a home stand. I mean, what do you do for fun? Um, you know, I like to relax when I can, but, you know, golfing's always been a okay. big hobby of mine. So if I get the opportunity and I'm feeling up for it, i definitely go out to the courses. Favorite course around here? Um, I got to play in Davy Nelson's charity tournament last year. So up at... Uh, I'm um, up near Sheboygan. Whistling Straits, yeah, Black Wolf Run. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I got to know this in case we ever play together.
3: What's your handicap?
15: Um, um here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> I would say on a new course, probably eight to ten. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So you're pretty, you're a pretty good player. Yeah, I've played for about as long as I have played baseball. Never competitively, never in any kind of leagues or tournaments. But um, I've always enjoyed it, and I've always played it pretty, pretty often. Um, outside of Miller Park, when you, when you're on the road, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite stadium to pitch in? Um I haven't gotten to pitch in the places where I want to yet. <laughs> okay. Um, I would love to pitch in Arizona and pitch in Seattle. Um we went there last year both times and I missed both starts. Um just bad scheduling. Right. Um but Pittsburgh's pretty fun to pitch in. I, I like the I like the city. I like the, like the stadium. So I mean, that's fun to go to. You know, one of the things that I think has really surprised and impressed a lot of people is a lot of times a lot of the
3: a lot of the starting pitchers are a lot taller than you you and me and stuff. And, and you've you know you really show. What are you like? About six one or so? Six foot. Yeah. Six foot. Yeah. Um, but you, you've showed that by
15: being able to pitch and move the ball around and command your pitches, you can have a lot of success. Right. I mean, that that goes back to kind of what I've what I've always been successful at. Um, It just going through the years, knowing exactly what I have to do to succeed, Um, and so I've never kind of strayed from that. I've never tried to do too much and try and change my off-season approach. It's always been pretty much the same. Um, and when times are tough during the season, it's what does it take to get back to where I was when you were growing up? Were there one or two ball players that you looked up to,
3: or I, who who were your favorite ball players growing
15: up? Uh, when I, I was a big Mariners fan when I was a kid, so the two my two favorites, one of them was Edgar Martinez, big big right. favorite of the city, and then um, kind of similar to the way I throw, a guy who doesn't have his have the speed, and has a lot of off speed, and throws kind of everywhere is Jamie Moore. Okay, were you always um, when you were playing ball? Were you always a pitcher, or did you? or did that just be something that developed over time? Um, I was always a position player and pitch as well. Um, it didn't, about junior year of high school, or sophomore year of high school was kind of when it really started moving along as a pitcher, and then I kind of knew if I was going to play at the next level, I was going to pitch. Do you like hitting? Do you like it's hitting? fun. <laughs> I do enjoy it. The guys that throw close to 100, <laughs> yeah, it's a little tough, but uh, I enjoy it. It's fun to get back to it. I, I played in high school, and so I... Right. I I'm okay up there in the box. <laughs> Plus, as a pitcher, you know, if, if somebody whistles one of those balls towards you, I
3: mean, they're going to come up at some point in time, right? Yeah,
15: that's true. That's true. We'll see if that ever come. That if that ever happens during the season, but um, I hope it never comes that way. <laughs> what do you think
3: about? I mean, you know, I, I mean, I read all the stuff, and you've got the, the so-called experts that assess teams and stuff. And I mean, I think a lot of people are trying to figure out, you know, what what is the Brewers' pitching staff going to be like this year? I mean, as you look at spring training and the guys you're interacting with i mean what do you think about what's how's the staff going to do this year Uh,
15: i think it's going to be great i I think we know exactly where we were last year um we turned it around the the middle of the year and um you know it's just it's going to be a fun year for us i I enjoy kind of foreseeing what's going to happen and um, i enjoy every day watching every guy go out there that's it um thanks so much zach davies well i know Uh, Welcome to your first opening day. But I tell you, as a respect of a
3: fan, it was great watching you pitch last year. and I have no doubt. Hopefully, you're going to have a long and successful career in Milwaukee. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Zach Davies, we're back with more in just a minute. It's 942. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ.
1: Now back to more opening day live. Got a lot of great new
0: food venues. With Jeff Wagner live from the dugout on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ.
3: It's nine forty-seven. Jeff Wagner, six twenty. WTMJ. We are in the dugout. Brewers baseball is back. The regular season begins today from Milwaukee against the team it played to close out two thousand sixteen. That's the Colorado Rockies. Bob Euchre and Jeff Levering are back in the booth as well. They'll begin the broadcast at twelve thirty-five. Sponsored by Catholic Financial Life. We've got uh, a lot of great interviews coming up. We'll be talking to the owner Mark Atanasio, Mister Baseball Bob Euchre, Craig Council, the manager David Stearns, the general manager. Coming up in just a couple minutes. We've got one of the, I think he's going to be starting today, starting catcher Manny Pena, discussing again all things opening day. Um, While the party starts early outside of Miller Park, stadium staff is still hard at work on the inside. Our very own Mike Spaulding goes behind the scenes to see opening day really come together.
18: The doldrums of winter are slowly turning into the sounds of summer. That can mean one thing. Baseball is back, but while you're perfecting the ideal grilling technique outside of Miller Park, employees are still hard at work putting the final touches on the inside of the ballpark. So we're counting down to the
8: first pitch this afternoon. How long does it take you guys to get it ready for opening day? The prep does start immediately after the, the season ends the previous season. So uh, even before then, our, our preparations probably started for this season back in August of, of last year. Matt betcher has been director of the grounds for the
18: Brewers since 2013. He knows just about everything you can know about nurturing the the perfect field.
8: What's the most difficult part about getting the field ready? Getting nice weather sometimes here in Milwaukee uh, in March, and obviously the whole offseason for that matter, uh, can make it difficult to have a, a turf surface ready to go. And uh, it, there is those challenges that she gives us, but uh, you know we've had some, a fair amount of tools with grow lights, the roof, um, a lot of staff, and a lot of other little tricks that we try. Do you hear feedback from the players? And the way I kind of look at it is I try to make sure that the field necessarily isn't being a factor for them, that uh, when they're out there playing, they're playing the game of baseball, that there's never any announcement or any visual appearance that's not satisfying to the players or affects the game. The players are, are under the spotlight on opening day. As a grounds crew, do you guys feel that pressure as well? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily pressure, but there is definitely some, you know, highlighting of the surface. It would put a smile on your face when you maybe hear people in the concourse say, "Man, that grass is really looking nice." We'll take the compliments, I guess. But obviously, with compliments, there comes other criticisms as well. But you know, if the, if the compliments are there and they're well deserved, we'll take them for sure.
18: Mowing the grass in the perfect pattern Making sure it's the correct color of green isn't the only work taking place up until the doors open. Tyler Barnes is the team's vice president of communications. He says each year comes with a twist and this year is no different.
9: We are opening gates an hour earlier this year than we have in the past. Typically it's been two hours before the game on opening day. This year we're going to go three hours. Uh, the earlier you can get in, as you said, the earlier you can clear security the uh, better access you're going to have to all the new concessions. So we encourage people, you know, if you want to take in all the sights and sounds of opening day, Come on in early.
18: With employees hard at work up until the last minute, team CEO Rick Schlesinger says it's all part of the team's culture.
7: The game is obviously why we're here, uh, and you know our, our mission statement is to win as many games as possible. But the reality is, is, a lot of fans come for the whole experience, whether it's the food and beverages, tailgating, the music, uh, you know, the US Cellular Power, power Playground, uh, walking around the ballpark, the, the videos on the scoreboard. I mean, it's it's really become an entertainment destination. It's not
18: just about baseball. At Miller Park, Mike Spaulding, WTMJ News.
3: It's 9.50, Jeff Wagner, 6.20, WTMJ. We are broadcasting live from the dugout. I tell you, it's opening day and there's no better place to be. If you can't be at opening day, let us bring opening day to you. Coming up next, we're going to be talking to a guy that's got a lot of great opportunities this year, Milwaukee Brewers catcher Manny Pena. Stick around, it's 9.51, Jeff Wagner, 6.20, WTMJ.
12: Now back to more Opening Day live with Jeff Wagner live from the dugout on the home of the Brewers 620 WTMJ.
3: It's 9:53. We're broadcasting live from the dugout. Joined now by Brewers catcher Manny Pena. Welcome. Good morning.
19: Yes, thank you, sir. Thank you.
3: This is your first big league Opening Day, huh?
19: Yeah, yeah, How- yeah, for sure. This is my my first Opening Day. How cool is this? I mean, this. I think this is my this is the best moment living my my career right now. So fighting for that, that moment, so that means everything. So I feel I feel so good and happy for this moment.
3: You came to the Brewers from the Detroit organization.
19: H- how do you like playing in
3: Milwaukee?
19: I mean, it's it's amazing play here. That's the thing. Give me the opportunity. So last year I get here in August. So now I make the opening day roster. So, for me now, the Brewers, they, I, I just be thankful because they give me the opportunity to be here in Big League and I just want to keep going, playing hard. How do you
3: find Milwaukee? How do you like Milwaukee when you're, when you're not playing the game? Do you enjoy going out in the town?
19: I mean, when I don't play, I mean I just still working hard and be ready for, I don't know, you don't know when you're in the game, so you got to prepare yourself during the game too. How's the team going to do this year? I mean, we got we got a lot of talent. I mean, veteran guy, young guy, we mix it up. And I think we fight each other, and we got a lot of team to do this year.
3: Um, you know, you're a catcher. I mean, obviously, when you came here, there was Jonathan Lucroy, there was Martin Maldonado. Now, a lot of opportunities for you. You're, you figure you're going to get a lot of playing
19: time this year? I mean, yeah, just, just, just like I tell you, I mean, if they give me opportunities to play, i would be ready for that. So I just get here early, working all my stuff. And, and for me, like I tell you, is this is the moment I want to be for for rest of my career.
3: The obviously working with the pitchers, getting to know the different pitchers, um, is important. What what sort of relationship has has it been fun getting to know the pitchers and working with them over spring training and last year to know who throws what?
19: Yes, for sure. I mean, you got to, you has to do a big communication with your pitcher. So you got to know what kind of pitch you have, what kind of pitch you get throw for strike right, all that kind of stuff. Who's hitting, all the stuff. So, so the bigger thing for me is got to be good communication with your pitcher. Right?
3: Do you like hitting in the major leagues?
19: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun, man. It's fun to be here in hitting homers, everything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> is Miller Park a fun place to play?
19: Yeah, I mean. In this weather right now, it's so cold outside, and now here, it's, it's, it's kind of warm, so it's a good play here. Because
3: yeah, last year, you opened, you were in Colorado Springs in the beginning, right? Yeah. Th- this, this has got to be a better opening day. Oh, than... yeah. <laughs> That's
19: what I told my wife like three days ago. I said, this is better opening day in Colorado. Colorado is cold, snow. So nothing to do, so here, here is uh, a more, more baseball, take more focus on baseball. Right. Do you
3: enjoy, I mean, one of the things I've always found about here is is how supportive the fans are. I mean, is this a fun place, are the fans, the Milwaukee fans, a good group to play in front of?
19: Yeah, I mean, even when you don't win the game, so next, next day they hear, they hear support us. They give you a bite. They give you, I mean, they give you, like, uh, everything for you feel comfortable to play hard. I mean, it's, it's good when you play hard and they all, they all defend clap to you, so you feel so good.
3: Well, I tell you, thank you for joining us this day. I know you got a lot of stuff to do to get ready. I think you guys are going to have a great season. i got to tell you, a lot of us are going to be pulling for you all year.
19: Yes, thank you, man. Thank, thank you. I appreciate it.
3: Appreciate it. Thanks for coming down. Yes, thank you. That's Manny Pena, the catcher. Manny Pena, catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, you know, it's it's just so exciting to talk. First of all, you, you look around, you get a chance to interview these guys. They're all so young. They're <laughs> just absolutely all so young. But it's just a lot of fun, a lot of excitement, and especially for guys, you know, like Manny or for Zach Davies who's with us before, They're, you can just see how excited they are because this is their. This is their first opening day in the big leagues, and that's always tremendous. Interestingly, when we did this show last year, one of the guys we talked to was somebody that nobody had heard of at the time, Keon Broxton, who's now going to be the starting center fielder for the Milwaukee Brewers. Last year was his first opening day, and I can remember talking about the difference between being in Colorado Springs in the snow and here. Well, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by Keon Broxton, the Milwaukee Brewers starting center fielder who had a really interesting year last year, down Of the minor leagues a couple times, back up, and appears to have, you know, found what it takes to stay in the major leagues, and then coming up a little bit later in the next hour, we're going to be talking to Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre, and the Brewers owner, Mark Atanasio. All that's coming up, plus the general manager, David Stearns. We've got a ton of stuff left to go on our opening day 2017 broadcast. I'm Jeff Wagner. I'm live from the dugout in Miller Park. It's 9.59. It's finally
0: here, Wisconsin. It's the best tradition in baseball. The Brewers open the season against the Colorado
1: Rockies this afternoon at Miller Park. I love the fact that I never have to worry about getting rained out, snowed out. We
0: get you ready with all things brought. Spear, and Bob Uecker. Right
2: center and deep. Hey, get up. Get out of here. go.
0: You're listening to Opening Day Live. Sponsored by Century Foods. Outdoor Living Unlimited. Merit Asphalt. New Mail Medical in Tosa and Quick Trip.
3: It's 10.09. This is Jeff Wagner. We're broadcasting live from the dugout at Miller Park. It is opening day 2017. When we did this last year, I, I said to anybody who would listen that one of my very favorite interviews was a chance to get to meet the new Brewers starting center fielder last year, Keon Broxton. Um, we're joined again by Keon Rox and Keon. Welcome back. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. Well, I tell you, I, I remember last year
14: was your first major league opening day, and I know I remember how cool that was. Is it still cool? <laughs> oh yeah, it's still awesome, man. Anytime you're, you're blessed with this opportunity to come out here and, uh, and start opening day and kick off the season, it's awesome, man. It's uh, it's a blessing, and I'm grateful. Now, you had a
3: really interesting year last year. You started out on the team, and then ended up back and forth between the minor leagues, um, and then just a big finish. You you kind of. figured it all out
14: yeah i just uh you know kept my faith and 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 kept working and uh stuck with the process and uh and everything just fell into place uh it was a it was a process throughout the, the entire entire year last year and uh I was just happy that I was able to get things rolling for the team. Was there? It almost
3: seemed like with your career, there's almost like a switch that turned on. I mean, you made a couple adjustments and stuff, and then all of a sudden, hitting became not easy, but, but
14: easier, huh? Yeah, yeah, hitting will never be easy. But um, I can definitely put myself in a better position to uh, to succeed, and that's what it was last year. It was just finding a, a, uh, a foundation with, with my stance and with my mental approach to uh, succeed in this game. And it all takes time, but... Um, I stuck with it and and, and it, it worked out for me. Um, of course, one of your great
3: assets is is your speed. I mean, I'm reading a lot of a lot of places seem to think that you you got a real chance to steal like 40 bases or something this year.
14: Yeah, it's uh, definitely one of my goals. Um, and steal as many bags as I can, and uh, it's definitely a strong suit. Um, I've I've uh, always been able to. to run a little bit faster than others and um, put myself in a, in a place to, to score runs for my team and, and help, them, help them out in the outfield as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm blessed for to have my speed. I just got to. Learn how to use it the right way, and, and keep using it. Well,
3: I assume that there's there's a lot of studying that goes on. I mean, when when you know you're going to be facing a particular pitcher, obviously you probably study to see what pitches they're going to throw. But do you also study to see, okay, what's the guy's pickoff move, and those, does he have tendencies? Is there a lot of work like that that goes into it?
14: Yeah, definitely. I probably study that more than what the pitcher actually has, what he what he's throwing at me in the, at the at the, uh, at the plate. Uh, That's really important. Uh, Pitchers give off keys when I'm on first base so I can and get a better jump to steal so yeah i, I pay attention to all, all those things also all those aspects to to the pitchers game that night Do the brewers give you
3: when you when you get on first base or you get on second base do you oftentimes do you have the green light to, to
14: try to steal if you think you got a chance to do it yeah for the most part uh council gives us free reign to to steal whenever we feel like it and uh that's good just because you know we we're, we're comfortable whenever we want to steal so we'll probably have the best jump as opposed to, to stealing whenever council wants us to and it's uh it's good he also so wants us to. He wants to see when when we steal it to know if it if we know when it's a good time to go or not. And he'll shut us down if he, if he has to, you know. But other than that, he wants us running. He wants us to be aggressive, and he wants us he wants us to take bags. Is there a learning curve that goes with playing the outfield? Because I assume that I assume every
3: baseball park is different, and and you got a lot of speed, but still different angles to take to get the
14: balls and where the wall is. I mean, is is it is it easier your second year than your first year? Um. I wouldn't say it's easier but um, I'm more accustomed to it now. It's uh it's becoming more natural to to see balls fly fly through Miller Park and that's that's nice. Um and uh yeah, just just keep working on I'm on, um, reading my pitches and uh just just being there. Now you're a Florida guy. How how do you find Milwaukee when you're when you're not playing ball, you know, you enjoy being out on the town? <laughs> well, at the moment I'm staying inside <laughs> because it's too cold outside for me. <laughs> but other than that, man I love milwaukee it's a lot of fun and people out here are great got great fans it's 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 a great place and uh it's sad that a lot of people in the United States don't really know as much as about milwaukee as as they should and um but i'm I'm glad and i'm blessed I'm, I'm able to be here be around these great fans you're gonna be getting a call from the Chamber of Commerce pretty soon on that one <laughs> hey when, when you were growing
3: up were you always a baseball player or did you play a lot of other sports and then just kind of graduate to baseball how did that happen
14: I uh, played a uh, play football in um little league and high school and uh, signed to Florida Atlantic out out of high school to play there, but I turned it down to play baseball full time. Uh, baseball is tough, but at least you're not getting 250 pound guys running into you all the time. Huh? Oh yeah, man,
3: I'm I'm too small for that now. <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't know if I can handle all that pressure. <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what, I, again, I, w- I was so I really enjoyed watching your career last year and watching your development and and seeing because you really are a lesson in, in how you know you uh, you, you could have gotten down, I guess, after the beginning of the year, but you just worked hard and now you're the starting center fielder again. Yeah,
14: you just got to keep your faith, keep 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 hope, and um, you know, stay. Stay uh, talking to God and and just believe in yourself and, and work hard. You'll be all right. Well, I want to wish you the very best
3: for the season. Hopefully we can do this on a regular basis on opening day, huh? Thanks, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I Thank really you. appreciate it. It's Keon Broxton, the starting center fielder for the Milwaukee Brewers. We're back with more in just a minute. It's ten fourteen, Jeff Wagner. Six twenty WTMJ. The sound of summer is here. Brewers baseball.
1: Nobody really beats the Brewers fans. They really come together.
13: You're listening to Opening Day Live. Here's Jeff Wagner, live from the dugout on the home of the Brewers, six twenty WTMJ.
3: It's 10 ten seventeen, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. What's your most memorable opening day baseball memory? Scafidi and Billstad take your call starting at 12 o'clock today. Plus, be sure to stop by and say hi as they broadcast live from the WTMJ Tailgater right outside of Miller Park. I, you know, one of the things, and I, I hope you're kind of getting the sense with some of the interviews we've done, the, these young men who play for the Brewers... These are really good people. I'm just I'm just telling you that you you watch them on the field and all, and you see the you, you see you know how they hit or how they pitch or how they field or whatever. These are a bunch of really good. Guys, and they're all pleased to be here, and I think they're all kind of a credit to the city. And I, I'm just so glad we had an opportunity to talk to keon Broxton because I remember him last year. He was just coming up; it was his first opening day, and he was just, just darn glad to be here. And he's still darn glad to be here. And here's a guy who, uh, again, goes through this whole situation of where, you know, he starts out on the major league team, you get sent down to the minors, he's back and forth, and then finally starts to figure it all out. He's the type of guy that you really want to see succeed, as are you know, some of the other folks we've been talking to um, earlier today just really really good people and that's one of the reasons I love to do this show because you just get that idea you know when you get a chance to talk to them and ask them not just about baseball but about some of the things from their life um, just a couple quick reminders insight 2017 is Wednesday April 19th at the Country Springs Hotel I will be hosting it this year the tickets are on sale now at WTMj.com we've got a great lineup um, we're going to be joined by the governor Scott Walker um, we're going to be joined by three justices from the State Supreme Court. Uh, Joe Bartolotta, who of course is from the Bartolotta restaurant empire, he's going to be joining us. Don Smiley, Bob Babbage, Wayne Laravy, two weeks before the NFL draft. Lots of great content, great people. You can see them up close. Tickets at WTMJ.com. In addition, I was talking about this earlier today. I am very, very excited about this. We're rolling out our new promotion. Um, it, we call it Welcome Back Baseball. And starting tomorrow at 9:10. What we're going to do is give you an opportunity to be the designated caller. If you're the right caller, you win a four-pack of tickets to see the Brewers in a game in Miller Park. But it's a lot cooler than that. What happens is each daily winner for that week... On Friday, we select one of them, and we're going to send them, courtesy of our friends at West Bend and Noodles and Company, we're going to be sending them on the road for a Brewer's Road Trip. We'll get you to another city. We'll let you give you tickets to the game. We'll put you up in a hotel. It's our Welcome Back Baseball, and we'll give you the rules and more details. But it starts at 9, 10 tomorrow tomorrow morning. You want to be listening for your chance to win. All right. Let's take a very quick break. When we come back, we're scheduled to be joined by the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, Bob Uecker, and the owner of the Brewers, Mark Artnasio. Stick around. It's 1020. This is Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ.
4: The sound of summer is here. Brewers baseball. You're listening to Opening Day Live. Here's Jeff Wagner, live from the dugout on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. Here
3: we go. It's 1022, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. We're broadcasting live from the dugout at Miller Park. It's opening day 2017. Weather might be a little bit iffy outside, but there's no question at all. Down on the field, it is absolutely tremendous, perfectly climate controlled, absolutely outstanding. And I hope you've enjoyed our show thus far. We've got a lot of great guests that are coming up. A lot of great guests that are coming up. Uh, we've talked to a lot of the players. Now we get to know to uh, some of the people who are like behind the scenes. And of course, once again, we're joined by ah, I tell you the man that makes it all happen, Mark Atnazio, the owner of the Milwaukee Brewers. Good morning. Good morning, day. Happy Ob- I-, I like the like the kicks there. You got the yeah. fancy shoes, huh?
11: Well, I've got to catch the uh, first ball from Bud Seely. <laughs> and uh, I've done that once before uh, a couple of years ago. And I think you've got to be uh, quick foot, with the commissioner. He, sometimes he throws a change-up.
3: Well, well you, know, you know, I got an opportunity to do it a few years ago, and that was all the pressure. It was that you, you just can't bounce it. I, I practiced for two and a half weeks to make sure I could get the ball there.
11: The problem when you're catching the commissioner is if he bounces it, you
3: get blamed. <laughs> there you go. Mark, does opening day ever get old?
11: Uh, No, no. Well, not yet anyway. This is my 13th opening day and hasn't gotten old yet.
3: Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of stuff's been going on with the team. Of course, you know, a couple years ago, you sort of made the decision to begin the the rebuilding process. It seems like it's further along, faster than maybe some of us thought it was going to be.
11: Yeah, it's hard to measure that. Uh, You know, and we didn't have a particular timetable, so I didn't even know what we'd be measuring against. But, um,. We've got more guy. Every guy in the field now, today, this opening day, every guy in the field uh, can be a contributor. You want to look forward to when you know this will coalesce into a you know a, a playoff caliber club. Every one of these guys can be part of that, and we didn't know that last year. So that's um, it's a change. I think the reason is we went we went at it, you know, and with huge. You know who are Ryan Braun's our most tenured Brewer. Right. You know our second most tenured Brewers. Yeah. Willie Peralta. Really? Four
5: years. <laughs> well.
11: So we, we, it really was a complete transformation. And I think um, a lot of times in life, whether it's sports or other things, people sort of go at things in, in pieces or in segments, and we went at it. You know, one fell swoop here.
3: Well, I will tell you, one of the things, talking to a lot of the players, they're all they're all thrilled to be here. I mean, this is everybody. I talk to them, but what do you, what do you feel like about opening day? Oh, this is just great. I mean, they're excited to be here. They're excited to play in Miller Park with this great roof, especially given what goes on in the weather outside. It, it seems like a good young team.
11: You know, um, the first day of spring training, I was really surprised because about an hour after the first workout, Still, like thirty guys in the in the clubhouse. So uh, when you have a veteran team, and you know veteran teams win more games, you know thirty minutes after the first workout, everybody's gone. Right <laughs> here an hour after the first <laughs> workout, everybody's hanging out playing cards. Guys are getting their hair cut, and uh, and so I think it gives uh, these young guys a chance to bond. And, um, yeah, I think their enthusiasm, you know, you'll, you'll see it on the field.
3: One of the things that I think has been so tremendous with, with the Brewers over the years has been the connection with the community. I'm always amazed at the outreach efforts that, you know, you have done and the staff has done to make sure that the team connects with, with the city and with the fan base.
11: You know, I talked to, you know, the young guys here, and, and, and listen, the players compare to me. Every year it goes on, it seems like the gap widens between the players' age and my age. Um. Everybody called me Mark when I first <laughs> bought the team. <laughs> now it's like Mr. A or Sir. I, I'm or, Sir now or, all the time. Or, or, I became a Sir somewhere right, along we're the line. Jefe. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> but
11: um, you know, I, I try to you try to uh, import to them you know some life lessons and giving back. And obviously, it's hard if you're in your early 20s and you're just trying to hang on and make a, a ball club. But uh, to try to give them a you know an appreciation for the fact that you know over 2 million people every year over 2.3 million people every year come out to see them play and they're a critical part of everybody's summer here uh and I, I think as the the guys are here for a few years they start to appreciate that and in any event they're all really you know good young guys so whenever we ask them to do things whether it's show up at a community event or sign an autograph or even donate to brewer's community foundation we get 100 mm-hmm. percent donation from the players and that's a nice thing.
3: One of the things that I've also always been impressed with is it's not just running a baseball team. It's not just putting the players on the field, but it's also trying to make the fan experience as positive as possible. And Every year when I come back, I'm just amazed at all the things that you've done around Miller Park to, again, make it more fun, make it more enjoyable for people to you know, not listen to the game on the radio, but come out and actually see the game in person.
11: Now this year we put uh, a significant chunk of last year's earnings into... Uh, redoing our food service, and I think uh, not, that not only is going to make the, the line shorter, but it's going to give the fans a lot more choices of things to uh, enjoy, including some micro microbrews up on the Loge level. But um, you could go to what I'm proud of. You can I don't want to you know call out teams, but you can go to similar vintage ballparks. and come to our ballpark, and it's completely different. Right. And I think that's um, you know a function of the you know our group. And our investor group and also, uh, you know, the stadium district, you know, looking at this as a cherished asset right. and treating it like that.
3: You know, as, obviously there's the business side of it as an owner, but maybe people don't realize what a huge fan you are as well. You um, you know, Bud Selig was famous for living and dying with the brewers and the yeah. winds. You're, you're kind of like that yourself, aren't yeah, and you? I,
11: have I don't uh, pace upstairs. <laughs> And I don't smoke uh, those little <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> Bud doesn't anymore either, by the way, as right. we know. But uh, yeah, I, I follow every every pitch
3: actually. <laughs> oh, year. really? So when you're yeah. when you're California, you're. Oh you're, yeah. yeah. Well,
11: you know the, the time shift works for me because 7:10 uh, p.m. start is 5:10 here, so my workday is largely finished back in California, and so I can turn on the game and, and follow the game, which almost you know always I start in my office and then. Uh, middle innings, I drive home and listen to Bob Uecker <laughs> on the radio, and then catch the end of the game at home.
3: Okay, so now I, I, just between us, um, is, is there ever this tendency that if, if something happens, do you ever have that tendency, to, like pick up the phone or and call and say, "What were you thinking? We you know, why didn't you bunt or whatever?"
11: <laughs> well, you can't call the manager during the game. <laughs> you know, I used to uh, poor you know Doug Melvin, who I really uh, is just a wonderful man, a terrific general manager, and really mentored me. Um, in baseball, poor, poor Doug, my first couple of years, you know, I'd call and say, what, you know, there was a July 4th. We brought up, remember that guy Joe Winkle says? Yes. The, yep. the, the garbage uh, right. guy? Right. So we, you know, brought him up as an extra arm. And, and for whatever reason, here he comes in the sixth inning, uh, bases loaded against the Nationals, <laughs> you know, July 4th crowd, sellout crowd. Right. <laughs> And and I call him and I say, "What are we?" And the words are not out of my mouth. And Ar- Alfonso Soriano hits a grand slam. <laughs> 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 so uh, we can laugh about it now. David <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doug and I were laughing about them. But uh, uh, you know, I think that um, you know, one of the reasons it's important of good communication between your manager and general manager is you know after the game, David and uh, Craig, Matt Arnold will debrief on what they're doing, and it's it's more to try to assess situations going forward than right. you know, uh, a rehash of why did you do this. You know, During my trading day in my money management business, I had somebody ask me, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Boy, that didn't work out. And we make a lot of, uh, you know, every time you're buying something, somebody right. else is selling it. You forget the manager on the other side here is making moves. We're making moves. And so it's more to inform us on... Uh, Sounds like Mr. Baseball yeah, is here. Uh,
3: yeah, let me Now I gotta take Come a quick on. I gotta take a quick break oh, for I gotta take hey. a quick break for the news. Can I convince you to stick around for a couple minutes? We'll we'll do a tag team act here with Mr. Euchre?
11: Well, I really, really think we'd give Mr. Euchre center stage, but I'll hang out.
3: All right, good enough. We're okay. gonna take a quick break. It's 1031.
11: The crew
0: is back. Shout out to the group that I tailgate with every year. Opening day is here. And that means brats, Tailgates and Bob Euchre. And the
2: patch. Struck him out, swinging. This is
3: Opening
0: Day
2: live.
3: It's ten thirty six. Jeff Wagner, six twenty. WTMJ. We're broadcasting live from the dugout. I, I, I feel like I'm the MC at a Las Vegas comedy show here. I'm joined by Mr. Baseball, Bob Eucher, Mark Atanasio, the owner of the Brewers, continues to be with us. Hey, hey Bob, you've been commenting on uh, Mark's shoes there too.
2: Oh, he's cleaned up. He's really cleaned up today. <laughs> Looking tight. Yeah, he's. Uh... <laughs> I haven't seen too many outfits like that to catch a first pitch. <laughs> Big time right there. He's <laughs> catching the commissioner, Maritas. Are, are you going to be doing the play-by-play when that happens there, huh? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't think I've ever called a pitch that Bud has thrown. <laughs> and I don't think I want to. I, <laughs> no, he's uh, Mark's, Marks the uh, receiver today, and Bud Selig, uh in honor of his Hall of Fame induction today, right. um, he's right uh, right. is going to throw out the first pitch. So I'm looking forward to it. Bob, opening does opening day ever get old for you? Yeah, I'm
11: 83. What <laughs> yeah. A little different answer than me, right? You should be 24.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, not 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 the uh, not the day itself. Um, I think all of us, all of the players, everybody, Mark. Um, you know, we've been in Arizona for all that time during spring training, and no, this is always a good day. It I, it never changes. It it it's a big. Thing for your hometown fans uh, I don't care where you are and um, you know when you see the ballpark and here we're talking about Miller Park the grounds crew people here have done an unbelievable job I mean the field looks great it looks midseason and all of the improvements that have been made here at Miller Park um, I, I'm, I'm excited to get here I, I always have been and uh, there, there's nothing like an opening day. It, you, it's it's a lot of fun. You you
3: got to have a lot of County Stadium opening day memories. Oh, a little bit man. different here at Miller Park.
2: We were talking about that yesterday on the air, um, or Saturday. Uh, all of those cold days and snow and rain and everything else. But we we never lost an opener. Right. Uh, <laughs> opening games were always played at County Stadium, right? And that was Buddy. You know,
11: he's going to make sure you play. Oh
2: right? yeah. He's sitting in his office with four overcoats on and, and telling us we got to play, you know. But uh, even even going way back to the Braves days, um, opening days in April here were always a little testier down in Chicago, Cincinnati. You know, they're all the same. Um, Toronto before they had the right. enclosed stadium, um, they're all the same. It's going to be cold. You know, the only guys that have a good time. The pitcher and catcher, because <laughs> they're playing catch. Everybody else is freezing their, right. you know, what off, and pitcher and catcher are having a good time. Right. Now, a couple
3: of years ago, you started scaling back your schedule a little bit, not quite traveling as much. How's that working out?
2: Good. Um, it, it, it's not so much that I can't do it. It's, um, I think it's time, you know, for our new guys that we have here, Jeff Levering and, and Lane Grindle take it some more time and 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 get on the job too i'll go on a couple of trips um i don't want to go to the west coast uh not that i can't do it but every time we come back home we don't get back here till six o'clock in the morning and then by the time you get your bags and get home it's eight o'clock and then you got to get up and do a game that that's the one that's a little tough for me it's it's tough on the players too but other than that no I'll, i'll i'll be here every day and uh you know, like Cincinnati, St. Louis, Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. I love Philly. Right. Um, I hate going back there because there's still people alive who saw me play. <laughs> so that's going to make it a little tough. But, uh, but other than that, no, I, I still enjoy being around. I, I enjoy being around the players.
3: You know, I was thinking about what an interesting career you have had, not just in baseball, but, but the, the TV and things like that. How did you get started in the TV? How did the, how did the Mr. Belvedere thing come about? Being a bad hitter?
2: <laughs> no. I uh, a, a, That happened after the Miller Lite stuff. Right. Um, those were great ads. I, I, no, those I were mean, great ads. No, I we had ads, more yeah. fun. I mean, I wish they would do them again today. They were great players, all Hall of Fame guys, but um, <clears throat> with the Mr. Belvedere thing, uh, they came with a script. I went out and I auditioned for it. I did do that. I didn't have to do it myself. I had to read with the people that were going to be in the show with me, who I wanted to be. My wife. <laughs> okay. Play the wife uh Christopher Hewitt who ended up being Mr. Belvedere, there were three other guys right so it was who I worked better with and the two other guys were smaller than Christopher and I didn't think they could put me in my place because okay. the father of the family he was big and very proper and I thought he, that guy would put me in my place that would work but it went on for 6 years yeah. and I did baseball at the same time and um I, I had a good time doing it. I really did. I I enjoyed everything I did. I never, never had a had a backward day, so to speak, uh, well, in anything. I, I always thought one of the things that was so cool, because even
3: when you were doing the national broadcasts, mm-hmm. I mean, your heart was always here in Milwaukee. It was always for the, oh, the, the local broadcasts
2: and stuff. I, I I never wanted to go anyplace else, and um, not bragging anything. I, I had chances to go. I tried to go to New York one time this and Bud Seelig really, yeah. <laughs> really got mad. If you, if yeah. Bud, Bud figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> it he found hot. out about it that I had been talking with Steinberg. And the only reason I, I wanted to talk to them was to find out what kind of store they had in New York compared <laughs> to what they had here, <laughs> right. right? But I wasn't going anywhere. And he really got upset at me. He got mad. And I told I, when we were talking, I said, well, it's a free country. And he said, not where you're concerned. That's what he told me. <laughs> So, and then, of course, uh, you know, Wendy taking over here and then Mark coming in here. Mark's turned out to be one of the best people that I've ever been around. I don't, not so much with baseball. He, he's turned out to be a great friend. He really has. And and important to my family and whatever I do, he's been a major part of it. He really has. And um, I, um, I I'll never forget the stuff that he's done. All the other stuff uh, with the show business and I, everything I tried to do, I tried to do that was fun. Right. The Tonight Shows, all that stuff, I knew I could I could be funny, you know, I knew I could do that. The only thing that could ever have hurt me was to have a good year as a player. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, Mark, you, you guys have a real interesting relationship. Normally in this business, it, it's, it's contracts, and it's multi-year, it, with, even with the media people and stuff. You guys have a much different relationship.
11: Uh, yeah, you know, and I was trying to think back to when that started. The, you know, the first two calls I made were to Uke and to Robin Young uh, when I bought the team, and uh, we met in Scottsdale. Wendy, uh, we went out for uh, a cocktail, and uh, ended up being a couple of cocktails, <laughs> and uh, been very good friends ever since. You know, it's interesting about Bob. One thing we share, and I haven't talked about this. Yeah, Bob never wanted work, never wanted a contract right um he just felt you wanted to have a relationship and if you like things good otherwise you didn't need didn't want a contract and i was i've always been the same way you know typically in wall street guys want to sign mm-hmm. deals. Yeah. i never wanted to have a contract when i didn't own my own company i only had one contract and then only because of another big bank had bought our firm and they kind of insisted on it i've always rather have you know uh, I,
2: remember, I remember that the first time we ate dinner. At Don and Charlie's restaurant right. in Arizona, and Mark said, uh, "Do you want to work your contract or your deal the same way you did it with Buddy?" I said, "That's a good for me. You know, <laughs> if it's okay with you, it's good for me. I mean, I don't need a contract. I'm gonna I'm gonna be here every year, and that's the way it, that's the way it's been."
3: Well, I know Mark appreciates, just like all the fans appreciate, what a treasure you are, and how
2: I, I appreciate well, that. Well, it's true. as, long as It's not a very treasure. <laughs> 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 it, it
3: is not a buried treasure. I, 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 I love this opening day broadcast, and this is always my very favorite segment. I want to thank both you gentlemen for doing this. Bob Euchre, Mark Atanasio, thanks again. It's going to be a great year. I'm going to enjoy listening to you on the radio, my friend. I'm going to enjoy watching the team's success. It's outstanding. Thanks, Jeff. Good being with you again, always. 10.45, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ from the dugout.
5: The sound of summer is here. Brewers baseball. you got to grill the brats
12: just right. It's the best tradition in baseball.
5: You're listening to Opening Day Live. Here's Jeff Wagner, live from the dugout, on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. It's
3: 1049, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Brewers baseball is back. The regular season begins today for Milwaukee against the team. It's played to close out 2016. The Colorado Rockies, Bob Eucher and Jeff Levering, are back in the booth as well. They'll begin the broadcast 1235, sponsored by Catholic Financial Life. We are broadcasting, again, live from the dugout. And this is one of the beauties of live radio. Like I say, the players are out there. They are practicing. They're throwing the balls around. I have all sorts of people now blocking the balls as they are coming towards the dugout. So you want to be listening because if all of a sudden there's, like, radio silence, what that means is somebody didn't block one of those balls. But we are having a lot of fun. Dugout is packed. It is exciting with opening day. I tell you something, um, just having an opportunity from my perspective, I hope my bosses aren't listening, but the opportunity to spend 15, 20 minutes Chatting with Mark Atanasio and Bob Eucher. I tell you, um, that's one of these reasons I do this job for free. A lot of excitement um, out here. When we come back, we're going to be joined by the general manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, David Stern. Stick around. It's ten fifty. Jeff Wagner, six twenty. WTMJ. You are listening to Opening Day Live. Here's Jeff Wagner live from the
0: dugout. Brewers baseball is the sound of summer on six twenty. WTMJ.
3: It's 10:53. This is Jeff Wagner. Get to know the people behind the headlines at Insight 2017, hosted by me at the Country Springs Hotel in Pewaukee on Wednesday, April 19th. I'll go one-on-one with the voice of the Packers, Wayne Larravee, less than a week before the NFL draft. Get the inside scoop on the Packers' needs, reinforcements for Aaron Rodgers, and how the team plans to get back to the NFC Championship game. There are only 16 days left until Insight 2017. Get your tickets online and check out the full guest list at WTMJ.com. Right now, from the WTMJ. Out. We're joined by Brewers General Manager David Stearns. Welcome back. Thanks a lot. It's good to be back here on opening day. I'll bet you. Um, I-, I tell you something, you're the one responsible at the end of the day for putting the team together. Um, a lot of good, exciting young players. I think uh, last year the team perhaps overperformed expectations, and maybe the same for this year, huh? Well, I think we're, we're headed in the right direction. We have uh, a good group of young players who
20: are continuing to emerge at the Major League level. We have a good group of young players who are coming behind them. And then we have a, a solid group of, of players like Ryan Braun who have been here for a while and can help lead us forward. So
3: we're excited to see what this season has in store for us. Your predecessor, Doug Melvin, kind of started the process with some trades. And for the last you know year and a half or so, you've been pretty actively rebuilding the roster, You know, shaking it up. Is most of that done now?
20: I think it's always going to be a constant state of improvement. I don't think we're ever going to get to the point where we think we're done. Uh, For as long as I'm here, we're going to be looking to acquire as much young talent as we possibly can to keep here for as long as we can to sustain competitiveness. So we're certainly
3: pleased with the progress we've made, but we recognize we have a lot of work left to do. Right. Now, as part of that, as part of your job, obviously you watch the major league teams. Um, Are you also watching the other major league teams and the minors and looking for who might be cut or whatever I mean is, is that what you end up doing with a lot of your time we, we do a lot of scouring
20: uh, other teams rosters to see where, where there might be surpluses or fits for transactions um, we have a, a very elaborate uh, network of scouts that covers all of the rest of professional baseball both at the major league and minor league level and so uh, we, we, we have a
3: pretty good understanding of what's going on in the rest of the industry as well. Um, obviously, it is a business. We were talking a little bit about this off the air, but there, there's also a, a personal element to this. I mean, telling a player he made the team, which has got to be exciting, telling a player he didn't make the team, which has got to be disappointing. I mean, how hard is that? It, it is a challenge. At the end of the day,
20: we become a family every single year. We're with each other uh, for a, a long portion of time. We see each other often more than we see our our real families and so we get to know these guys very well um, clearly we're, we're rooting for all of them their success is our success um, but at the end of the day you can only put 25 players on a roster but the good news is is that a lot of the players we uh, had to send down earlier this week will have a chance
3: to come back here at some point during the course of the year is that one of the messages you give to somebody when you're gonna send them down hey you know, like, like a key on Broxton work hard you know there's going to be opportunities you'll, you'll come back Absolutely. Every year, there are opportunities for guys who, perhaps, didn't make the
20: team out of spring training to contribute on a, on, a, on a large level throughout the course of the year. Keon's
3: a great example of that from last year, and I'm sure we'll have future examples this year. When l- let's talk a little bit about what you do in your free time, because obviously, and I know during the baseball season, there's probably not a lot of that. But you know, how are you finding Milwaukee, and do you enjoy getting out in the community? I'm really enjoying Milwaukee, and, and you know, I, I got married this offseason, so. A lot
20: of my free time is spent with my wife and um, really doing things around the city that we both find enjoyable. We like being outside. We like going for runs. We like enjoying some of the hikes that that are nearby Milwaukee. So it's been a very smooth transition for us, an easy transition, and we're certainly happy to be here.
3: As the general manager of a Major League Baseball team, give me an idea as to what to the extent there is a typical day. you know, what What, what is your typical day like? I mean, what time do you start? What time do you finish? I get the sense it's probably not 9 to 5.
20: <laughs> the, the, the best part about this job is that there's a tremendous amount of variety, and really when I wake up every single morning, I, I really don't know what's going to come at me. Dur- during the season, obviously our hours are skewed a little bit later. Um, just games end sometime between 10 and 11, and then we stick around a little bit after the game to wrap up anything that needs to get done. During the days before games, we make sure we have an understanding of what's going on throughout the rest of baseball, um, what's going on throughout our minor league system, what's going on throughout our, our scouting departments, and and our research and development departments, and um, it, it's really just pushing the general process forward um, and making sure that we're making imp- incremental progress every single day. Will you travel with the team a lot? I do. I travel about a third of the for a third of road games. Matt Arnold, our assistant general manager, also goes on some trips. So. We, we try to make sure we have some front office presence to, to have some continuity with the field staff on most trips, but there are times where the, where, where the team will travel and we'll be doing other things as well. I can tell you're having a lot of fun. It,
3: it, it's <laughs> tough to complain about this on opening day when, um, when we're ready to go and everyone's excited for baseball. Well, I think you're going to have a great year. I mean, I, I tell you, that the young team that you put together in just two years, it's just, it, it seems like it's absolutely amazing. And whether this is the year there's a breakthrough or whether it's next year, really seems to me you guys are on the right track. We're, we're we're headed in the right direction, and uh, and we're excited about the steps we're going to make this year. David Stearns, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate very much. it. Take care, General Manager David Stearns. Coming up, well, we got lots more. We're going to be joined by the manager Craig Council. A lot of great stuff coming on as coming up as our opening day 2017 coverage continues. I'm Jeff Wagner, and we're broadcasting live from the dugout at Miller Park. Stick around.
0: Watch them all, Wisconsin. Brewers baseball is back. Braun's coming
1: home, and he's going to score. Ryan
0: Braun, Jimmy Nelson, and the rest of the crew open the season today.
1: Nobody really beats the Brewers fans. They really come together. This is
0: opening day live. Sponsored by Century Foods, Outdoor Living Unlimited, Merit Asphalt, New Mill Medical and Tulsa, and Quick Trip.
3: Welcome back, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. It is 1109. It is opening day 2017. It is a glorious day inside Miller Park, at least. Temperature is climate controlled. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, in about 2 hours and 10, 15 minutes, there is going to be baseball, and if you can't get out to the game, and even if you can get out to the game, bring along your ears and listen to the coverage, because in the last hour, we talked to Mr. Baseball, Bob Eucher. Now we've got Mr. Baseball 2, Jeff Levering. Or something like that. That's,
12: huh? that's really lofty praise. I appreciate it. I'll appreciate. i just
3: take partner of Mr. Baseball. It's just fine. Now, see, your timing is absolutely perfect. Just to paint a picture for everybody that's listening, we're, we're standing here in the dugout, and the Brewers just finished infield practice. Um, you actually have your back to the field, but they're now off the field. So if a ball comes flying towards the dugout, you don't have to worry. But no, I, I would have taken one for you anyways, Pat. No,
12: I appreciate that. You know, it'd be, I had my back to you just in case there was an errant <laughs> throw because the Brewers are playing much better defense this year. That's exactly. a big thing. I would have taken one right in the back for you, Jeff. Don't oh, worry about it. How? Uh, or, yeah, especially
3: <laughs> probably because I wouldn't have said, "Look out!" You know, <laughs> would have said, oh, "How has it been?" You know, with, with the team now. You've been with us for a while.
12: It's been great. This is a great experience for me, uh, and I've have been here from stage one of the the quote unquote rebuild, which is nice. Um, you know, part of the being part of the broadcast, and we're we're always positive about what this team is doing, the direction in which the team is going, and. You know what? David Stearns and Matt Arnold have made our job really easy because it is in such a positive direction. We're seeing these young kids come up and have a positive influence in this clubhouse. Uh, Ryan Braun continues to be the mainstay in the lineup and then you know he's been super productive the last couple of years and now injury free. Expect another big season from him in 2017 but it really has been fun to see these kids come up and this is again going to be one of the youngest teams in Major League Baseball and they're going to be competitive. They can pitch it, they can hit it, they can feel it a lot better. It's
3: an exciting team to watch some key acquisitions I had a chance to talk to the new third baseman Travis Shaw earlier today he's excited to be here he says hey you know I'm a left-handed power hitter I want to hit Miller Park as opposed to Fenway Park where he came from
12: yeah and I had an opportunity to see him in AAA when I was at the Red Sox AAA organization in Pawtucket he was with our club for a couple of years and I got to see that guy for 144 games for two straight years and I tell you what, I saw him in batting practice the first day that he came here, and he said, I think I'm going to like hitting here. And <laughs> yeah. He hits a home run in the exhibition game. Right. Uh, fans are really going to like him at third base. Um, might not have a tremendous range over there, but he's got a nice steady glove. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes, and he can go play first base for you too. Just a great person. I, I know you had a chance to talk right. to him just how well he comes across. He's going to be a fan favorite real fast. You know, one of the other exciting things is, is you you've got a lot of major league talent, a lot of these young
3: guys, but you also get the sense that even behind them in like triple A and even double A, there's a
12: lot of guys who are ready to may have their breakout years as well. Yeah, and that's the thing with this team, uh, opportunity is there within the organization. And whether you're in the major league, Triple A, Double A, even A ball, you got these waves of players that are gonna be coming through and that's a, a sign of a tremendous organization that David Stearns and Matt Arnold built. Now at the same time you've got that competitiveness here at the major league level where if you don't perform there's going to be somebody down in the minor leagues that's going to be waiting with their ticket to Milwaukee. So you, you better, you know, right. for better lack of a better word, put up or shut up and, and get after it. So the, it keeps guys accountable in the clubhouse, and, and they don't get a chance to get their feet warm pretty much. How have you enjoyed – being a major league broadcaster. I mean, a dream come true? It really is. I mean, if I couldn't play, I might as well be talking <laughs> about it. And, and you know what? To work next to Bob and uh, and Kent, who's been here for 32 years now, it's been a dream come true. It really has. And just to, to show up to the ballpark and be part of an opening day like this, the pomp and the circumstance, and there's something about bunting. Right. It really gets
3: me excited. <laughs> bunting as if, as if with a thing that's draped around the stadium yes. as opposed to yes, go out, down go out Jeff, and try to bunt. Yes, yeah. yes, no, no, yeah. no. The
12: bunting around the ballpark, um, it only happens on the 4th of July in special days, and opening day is one of those. And to be able to call an opening day uh, is, is certainly special, and it will always give me goosebumps. I've always thought that one of the difficult things about your
3: job, is it's, it's not just calling the balls and strikes, but it's maintaining a certain level of enthusiasm. And over a 162-game season, that's got to be a challenge from time to time.
12: It is, but, but at the same time, Jeff, I, I look back at it and I, I say, this is what I get to do on a day-in and day-out basis. And get um, paid for it. Yeah, and get paid <laughs> yeah. for it. There are a lot of jobs that, that are not great jobs, but people do it, and they have a lot of pride. Uh, when I got into the business when I was just fresh out of college, I was running peanuts for people as a as a production assistant and getting waters and media guides. But I had an enthusiasm about it because I got to go to the ballpark every day. So it, it's really easy for me to be excited and have that enthusiasm every single day because I get to come and watch baseball and talk about it with a legend. Yeah. See, I feel the same way about my job. We, and and our, our, our big boss, the head of our radio, the
3: whole radio network, Steve Wexflesh here. but he doesn't have a head of phonics. He, he can't hear us talking about that. Yeah, right. he's kind of my boss too. exactly. So this yeah, is exactly. Know, so he, he, he just didn't hear us say that we'd both probably do this job for free if we could figure out a way to to, to live on. Don't that. say that too loud. Yeah. Um, okay, um, you had a chance to make the
12: rounds of the different cities in the National League. Um, favorite favorite city so far? San Francisco's up there for it's kind of close to home for me. I grew up in right. Sacramento, so it's ninety miles away. Uh, San Francisco's one for sure. I Really like Denver. Denver's okay. a great city to go visit. And, and Pittsburgh, the sight line that we get in mean, the Steel City is pretty special, too. Right. Even though we're up in the nosebleeds and i got to you know take flight medicine because I'm <laughs> so high in the in the rafters, but Pittsburgh's a great place to be, too. Is this team going to outperform, overperform expectations this year, you think? I, I really think that they have an opportunity, too. I think they have a chance if everything goes right. They have the power. They've got great speed to go along with it. They're going to play better defense, and they're going to pitch better. And I really like the signing of Jared Hughes a couple of days ago to solidify right. that bullpen. I think... I think this team really does have an opportunity. The Pirates aren't going to be as good. Cardinals, I know they beat the Cubs last night, but I don't know if they're going to be as good. Their pipeline is not as strong. Cubs are going to be solid, but I think the Brewers have an opportunity to sneak up on some teams. Jeff Leffrey,
3: I want to tell you all this. I'm not just telling you this because we're standing here. Because I I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. I just I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm a big fan of baseball, and I'm a huge fan of listening to baseball on the radio. And I just think you're doing an absolutely outstanding job, and I think you are... In all honesty, a tremendous addition to our WTMJ broadcast team and the Brewers Radio Network. So
12: I, I appreciate that, Jeff. Thanks. And your check is in the mail. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jeff Levering, one of the voices of the Milwaukee Brewers. We're back with more in just a minute. It's eleven We're broadcasting live from the dugout. This is Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ.
12: Let's get back to the dugout with Jeff Wagner for more opening day live. Just being at the game and seeing the barrel man get up on the dugout and do his dancing. The home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ.
3: It's 11 Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Brewers Baseball is back. The regular season begins today from Milwaukee. Against the team it played to close out 2016. The Colorado Rockies, Bob Euker and Jeff Levering are back in the booth as well and they'll begin the broadcast at twelve thirty five. Sponsored by Catholic Financial Life. Just a couple minutes. We're going to be talking to Fox Sports analyst Jerry Augustine. Craig Council will be talking to us as well. A lot more stuff coming up as we lead up to, again, our opening day broadcast. It is just an absolute blast to be here. Also want to call your attention to something i am very excited about i've actually been called on the carpet because we call this follow the brewers i had a different name for it earlier this morning but starting tomorrow at 9:10 each weekday we are going to give i'm going to give you a certain caller number if you are that caller number you are going to be in, be our daily winner on follow the brewers you get a four pack of ticket it'll be a certain caller number um it will you will then get an opportunity first of all you win a four pack of tickets to a Brewers game. Also, what we do on Friday is that um, we take the five. We take the weekly winners this week. There'll be four because we're starting on a Tuesday. But we take the weekly winners. One of those will be selected to be the grand prize winner. And then what we're going to do is the grand prize winner will get a chance to follow the Brewers on a designated um, road trip. So what we'll do is we'll send you to a particular city. We'll get you there. We'll put you in a hotel. We'll get you tickets to the game. All a great feature, and with courtesy of our friends at West Bend and also at Noodles & Company. So that starts tomorrow. Follow the Brewers. Be listening at 9, 10 tomorrow morning to my show for your chance to win. It's 1121. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Jerry Augustine. This is Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ.
0: Now back to more Opening Day Live with Jeff Wagner, live from the dugout, on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ.
21: It's 1123,
3: Jeff Wagner, we're broadcasting live from the dugout. It's Opening Day 2017, a lot of stuff going on. I'm now joined by, well, TV analyst, Jerry Augustine, welcome. Nice to be with you. Yep. Happy opening yeah, day. Yeah, see, we got to put the microphone up further. Yeah, yeah. You're a TV guy I'm there. I'm going to bang myself <laughs> or oh, Okay, and see now we're really in trouble because we're in the dugout and the Colorado Rockies are now taking infield practice. At least when the Brewers were out there, there were all sorts of people in front of us getting ready to knock down baseballs. Now it's just you and me, pal. Now it's a screen, so now we have to be <laughs> wide awake to make sure we don't get hit with a ball. You, let's, let's talk about your memories of opening day as a Brewers pitcher. You were telling me a couple of the stories about you can. You were scheduled to be an opening day pitcher, and it was just raining cats and dogs, huh?
21: Yeah, when George Bamberg took over in seven. I was the opening day pitcher, and uh, first day we got rained out, believe it or not, and it was just pouring. And fans were, you know, we're packing were the stands, but just didn't work out. But we got to play the next day. It was beautiful. The sun was <laughs> shining. Fifty three thousand people, and uh, we took it to the Baltimore Orioles. At that time, it was a big rivalry.
3: You know, it, it's just I, I don't think people necessarily, especially if you're not of a certain age and you can't appreciate those opening days at County Stadium. As somebody who spent a lot of time in the parking lots, you know, when it's snowing, it's raining, it's cold, or sitting in the stands. I mean, I love baseball, but, you know, when it's like 28 degrees, it's tough to sit for a couple hours. Yeah, it was cold. I can remember one time opening up, we actually got snow. We used to have a,
21: a luncheon the day before we'd start, and everybody went into the luncheon. It was cloudy and overcast. we come out, and it is snowing. So we had our first series was canceled. We end up going fine to Houston. Right. Working out for three days and then flying to our ne- our first away game. So there's everything can happen when you have an outdoor facility. And uh, But County Stadium, the, the fans were great. And uh, I'll tell you what, it might have been cool outside, but the fans really warmed <laughs> you up.
3: You know, opening day never gets old, does it?
21: No, it doesn't. Uh, it's just a special time. And, you know, as fans, it's everything you hear about what this ball club is doing, what David Stearns and Matt Arnold and Mark Antonazzi are doing a lot with Craig Council, what they're doing to build a, a good foundation here. And, you know, that they bring the excitement by what happens in spring training and the good young players they get and they're developing but you know what it's all about these players coming in it's a start new and every year you come you have an opportunity to make history you get this do something special and so it's special not only for our fans for the year but as special
3: for the players and jerry you interact with the players a lot more than i do but one of the things i'm always struck by like doing the interviews i do today is how excited these these guys these are young guys they're they're excited. They're still kind of in awe looking at the major league stadiums. I mean, I didn't realize that this was Zach Davies' first opening day. I said, well, did, you know, I need to know. I was in the Colorado Springs last year. This
21: is pretty darn cool. It is. It, it is really special. You know, if you've never done it, it's really special. I talked to Zach earlier and he, his eyes are just sparkling because he's so excited about it and then he gets the pitch tomorrow night. But it, it is. It's it's really exciting. It's something different that if you've never experienced in the major leagues and never experienced, in, experienced it in Milwaukee, it is totally different. So, you know, it's it's fun for these guys. They're getting an opportunity. This is an organization that is trying to do something really special in the next couple of years, and they can be a part of it. And when you have that opportunity, that makes you invest into it. And I think when players can invest in it, they're going to go out and give you the best they can. And I'll tell you what, these players did. Yeah, last year was an exciting yeah. year, even though they didn't play as well as we'd have liked them.
3: Well, but I, but you know, I, but I still think they kind of overperformed in many respects. You know, and, and they were certainly competitive. How are you enjoying the TV stuff? I love it. I, you know
21: what it is, uh, I had the opportunity to play here, and uh, being born and raised in Wisconsin is always very special, and then uh, doing some coaching at UWM and right. and had success there, and it was fun to do, but coming here and being able to tell fans about the game and the excitement that goes with the game uh, is just really special. I love it. It's a part of me, and I, uh, baseball has always been a part of me, so being able to talk to talk with the fans after the game and speak to them about what happened and let them know a little bit about the game is always but, very special. Well,
3: see, th- actually, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying this just cuz you're standing here. But one of the things I think there's a lot of people that play the game maybe but don't necessarily have the ability to communicate the stuff about the game and I think that's something that's really one of your strong points explaining, you know, why something happened or, you know, why they threw this pitch or why that pitch didn't work out or whatever. That's the experience that you bring. You know,
21: you know Jeff, that I really cherish that. You know what? The fun thing is to do is we all know baseball. Fans, We all they all come to the park. They know you hit the ball, you run, and <laughs> right. steal bases, and all that stuff. But when I see something in the ball game that's a little bit different that I can convey to fans, and next time they go to the ballpark, they might walk and say, you know what? Augie talked about it the other day, or Craig talked about it, or Rock talked about it the other day. And when you do that, they learn something about it. All of a sudden, you say, you know what? This is fun. I get to see another part of the game that I didn't quite understand. And I think that's our job as analysts, to bring that part out. And it is really fun. And it's fun when you have a good, young group of kids like they have this year.
3: You know, one of the things, I I think Euker taught me early on, was that, you know, when, when there's a fly ball hit, the, the announcers a lot of times you you don't necessarily look at the ball. You look at the outfielder because the outfielder, you know, you you can tell. It, 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 you know, the outfielder is going to know whether it's going to be over their head as a home run or whether it's going to be a routine fly or whether they're going to catch it. You kind of start to watch them to see how they play it. It is.
21: It's you know, and you start watching positioning. You right. watch pitchers. You know, you you take a guy like Zach Davies as opposed to a guy like Jimmy Nelson or Willie Peralta, the way they're going to piece Position. You start learning that stuff. You start seeing what guys are doing, our what VR does on first base, how he lo- reads the picture, and you you get to see these things. And and that's one thing that we get to do by conveying that they can go out and say, Hey, you know what? He's taking a little bit bigger lead. I see his hands are off his knees. Hey, he might run here. or You say, Here we're gonna, we're in a vital. Part of the game. This is a two out. This is a big out. It can change the whole complexion of the game. And and guys coming in out of the bullpen. It's just a fun part. Baseball is a great sport, but it changes every day.
3: Right. And that's what's
21: so neat about
3: it. Okay. Aside from the obvious thing, which is the money, how has the game changed since you played? Uh, I think that I think athletes are better. I, I I really believe it. I think back then when
21: when we, when we played the we went about it and we played as hard as anything. how hard players play has never changed because everybody goes out and gives you that 100% but I think now there's so many things that players have with workouts and different routines they go into and now you look at spring training alone you go to spring training now and you get there at 6 in the morning and players are there going after it when I played we'd start at 9 guys come in at 8 or 8.30 and go ready for practice so that has changed uh, the way you go about it your routines are different so that way it's really changed and with all the, the things you can do at watching watching things on replay and right. things has really changed the game. Did you
3: a lot. have off season jobs when you were playing, or, or was, was it a full time
5: thing?
21: I I tried. I was the kind of guy that if I had to work, I would find a little job. I worked UPS actually for a couple of winters, and that was, when you were playing ball,
2: yes, and it got me
21: in the best shape, you know, because I had to work. I did that. I worked that. Um, but I, what I try to do is I tried to always do something in the winter if I wasn't playing winter ball or trying some just to do something in like take something educational. Why Why right. try different things? Wouldn't, I even tried to go to law school. Believe it or not, really, I tried it. Didn't get there, but I tried.
3: <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if we saw one of the Brewers players like jumping out of UPS? truck and i I don't think that would work today (laughs) i don't think it's got jerry augustine everybody can see you on fox sports you do a great job and thanks for spending some time with me this morning thanks it It's
21: great being with you
3: you've been counting down the days and so have
0: we the wait is over brewers baseball is back they
10: can go far i think they're real young and i think they have a chance you're
0: listening to opening day live
3: It's 1135. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ, broadcasting live from the dugout. Almost half of the Brewers' 40-man roster is turned over under General Manager David Stearns. Are there more moves to be made? Greg Matsik shares the General Manager's thoughts tonight, 8.07 during Sports Central. Right now, we are joined by the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, Whitefish Bay native Craig Council. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Opening day. I mean, the question is, how are you doing? (laughs)
9: Uh, well, it's, it's a great day. I mean, it's no matter how many you know how long you've been in baseball. Um, opening day is always a special day and a fun day to uh, to be out here for sure.
3: I get the impression this is a fun team to manage. Um, a lot of young players who want to be here, who are willing to learn. Um, are you enjoying yourself?
9: Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is, um, you know, anytime you you have a, a big group of young, inexperienced guys, uh, they got more to to learn. They have more. They're more open. They're more, um, you know, they got to soak more in. There's going to be more mistakes that we that we co- as coaching staff we have to help them with. So it, it is a fun team to coach, and it's a great opportunity as a coach
3: to make an impact. Last year, I, I think. For a lot of us, our perspective as fans, I I mean, I think the team certainly was maybe more competitive than some of us have been led to believe. And certainly, I think, overachieved and outperformed expectations. That must have been exciting.
9: Well, you know, it's always the standard is the playoffs, I think. You know, and that's the standard we hold ourselves to. Um, You know, I think what what that means is that we had some players that that took probably bigger steps than, than we thought. Um, which is a good thing. Um, and I think that's going to be the challenge every single year. We're going to need players to take, take steps forward. Um, you know, this year we, we, we have a lot more players that are kind of in that, in that place where they can take a big step forward for sure, um, but there's also obviously when you have inexperienced players, room for some, some um, kind of regression a little bit. So that's what we're going to have to manage a little bit, and I think we're, I think we're a deeper team that has
3: a little bit more ability to withstand that some regression from guys. Do you think the fact that you, you had such a long and successful career in Major League Baseball makes it easier for you to understand some of the, the, the struggles that maybe some of the players might be going through? Because I think was, I was talking to Keon Broxton earlier today or, or somebody, oh, Travis Shaw, I was saying, hey, you know, the, the game, you know, you, you fail 70% of the time, but you're still, so you have to just get used to that.
9: It, it is part of the game, there's no question, and it's um, it's a challenging part of it. It's, it's challenging. The, the challenging part from a coaching perspective is, You know, when to kind of let guys fail, which which is part of learning. I think all of us agree that you don't you don't learn all the time without having some adversity or some mistakes happening. That's those are the best teaching tools often. So that that's really a challenge for us as to when to um, you know to kind of step in and say that's too much, or when to just kind of let those mistakes happen and know we're going to get growth out of some mistakes.
3: I'm I'm kind of curious about the relationship. That you, as a manager, have with David Stearns, the general manager, on things like personnel—is that—is it a kind of a consensus when you're? Because I know that, there, for example, I know this year there were some tough cuts. I mean, you had a real, a lot of real talented players, and a lot of players that maybe are in the minor leagues now that we're going to be seeing here in the majors in the relatively near future. Who makes those decisions? Is it a consensus, or how does it work?
9: It's certainly a, a group decision. I think um, there are parts of personnel that that David is more. Focused on, and there's parts of personnel that that I will be more focused on, and and, and probably more the better way to say it is kind of adding different inputs to, to the decision is that I'll add a different group of inputs to the decision than, than David will add. Um, you know, ultimately, obviously, it's it's David's call, um, but we, we certainly work together with it. Um, and you know, for to, to me, it's been a we've done it the right way. We've we've worked together the right way, and. And come to to the right roster. Um, look, sending guys down at the end of spring for the rest of the time. This is always the toughest part because it, you're all, it, during the regular season, you're generally sending guys down that aren't performing. In spring training, you're sending guys down that are performing because right. uh,
3: they wouldn't be around at the end of spring training if exactly, they hadn't been. Right? That's exactly
9: yeah. right. So that's that's the, the the difference in it, and it and it feels very final, and it's not. Uh, you know, I, I've said this a couple times. Our roster is set for one day. We, we set our we set our roster. The opening roster is set for one day. Um, last year, we changed our roster after the first day of the season. Right. I hope we don't have to, but it, but it happens.
3: I, I I was talking to Mark Ott earlier, and I, I was kind of kidding him because. You know, when Bud Selig was the owner of the Brewers, he'd be up in the mezzanine. He'd be up in his office, pacing. You know, <laughs> pitch by pitch. You know, Mark tells me. You know, he, he typically he's watching pitch by pitch. And we were kind of kidding around about how you get up after the wins and down after the losses. How do you handle that? Because as the manager, 162 game season, there's got to be ups and downs. How do you handle those during the season?
9: I, I think, um, you know, I think experience of being through. Twenty some major league baseball seasons l- lets you understand that um, there there is a pace to this and a, and a rhythm to this that you have to get on board with. Um, it's not a football season, okay. and, and you won't last if you treat it like a football season. Um, so it's you know the, the, the simple the simple way is you know kind of when you walk out the door it's over and 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 you're starting to move on to the next day and. And I think that's what um, it, it makes you better at your decisions uh, it, you make clearer decisions and then you also s- stay refreshed and stay clear minded and, and have clarity in all your decisions as well are,
3: are you able' to, now, see that sounds great but I mean are, are you able to do that I mean after a after a tough loss or a big win and I, I know you know whitefish bay guy um, Great family. So, I mean, I understand how grounded you are. But, you know, seriously, after one of those tough wins, can you go home and just kind of say, okay, well, tomorrow's another day?
9: Well, yeah. I mean, different different games <laughs> yeah, linger longer. Fair enough. No question. <laughs> um, enough. There's no question. They linger a little bit longer. But the the, the great part about it is, is also that there's a game the next day. Sometimes it's, it's, it's the worst part of it. But oftentimes the great part is that there is a game the next day. And because there's a game the next day, you, you, you stop lingering on the on the bad loss because you know you gotta you gotta perform again the next night.
3: Do you? One of the things all of us. Everybody who has ever watched a baseball game thinks we could manage the team. You know, <laughs> you know, everybody does it. Is it is it tough every once in a while to? I mean, I don't know if you listen to sports talk radio or those things, but everybody's like, why did why didn't he have a bunt or why didn't he, why didn't he let him run or or why didn't he pull the pitcher one you know uh, one pitch before that? Is it tough to be second-guessed or is it kind of part of the territory?
9: It's really what makes baseball great. I think that the is is part of it's part of what fans love about it. I. I I mean, I, I, honestly, I still marvel at the fact that Joel Madden is being questioned for his moves after they won the World Series. Right. I, I think it's actually laughable, almost, that, 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 they're, that they're questioning his moves. So you know it's part of the job, um, and it is a great part about baseball that it, I think it connects people, in ba- people to the game, um, that it's simple enough to second-guess a right. lot. Um, so I think it's really what what
3: you know connects people to the game I always like after like a Green bay football game or something you know, that they won by 30 points and people call up complaining about well he, you know he, he passed 60 percent of the time he should have passed 50 percent it's that second guessing that comes with the territory huh
9: yeah and it's and it's it's part of it and it's you know my perspective is able to say well there was also this factor this factor and this factor so it's easy to you know kind of get past it i mean I think You know, what I want to do is make sure I consider all the options and and have all the options considered and then, you know, all the information considered and then then you go with your choice. And then... Ultimately, you know the players are, are the most important thing going on here, and, and how they perform is going to decide wins and losses as much as
3: anything. Well, I assume that e- even in your business, even as long as you've been doing this, there's, there's always maybe a certain learning curve sometimes where you say, okay, well, you know, maybe if this situation ever comes up again, I might handle it a little differently or something.
9: Yeah, of course, and and you no, know, really, more so on how you handle people than how the strategy of the game goes. Right, right. I, I think what I would is what I'd say, and um. The strategy of the game is, um, it becomes finite. There are situations that come up that, um, that that throw you for a, for a little bit of a loop always. That's what's great about the game. But um, I think managing people is
3: where you really challenge yourself. And can I do can I do that a little better and, and get more out of that person? Craig Council, manager of Milwaukee Brewers. Thanks again for your time. I think you're going to have a great season. I always appreciate you spending some time to join us. Best of luck this year. Thank you, Jeff. All right, we'll be back in, with more in just a minute. 11:44, Jeff Wagner, 6:20 will be TMJ. The sound of summers here. Brewers baseball. The game
4: watching is great. But the people watching is better.
6: You're listening to Opening Day
0: Live. Here's Jeff Wagner inside the dugout on the home of the Brewers on 620 WTMJ.
3: It's 1149. This is Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. We started at 830 this morning. The three-plus hours has absolutely flown by. And if it sounds like Craig Council is a really nice guy, Craig Council is a really nice guy. I've just been having the time of my life with our various interviews this morning. You can get to know the people behind the headlines at Insight 2017, which I'm going to be hosting. It is at the Country Springs Hotel in Pewaukee on Wednesday, April 19th. That's two weeks from Wednesday. I'm going to go one-on-one with the voice of the Packers, Wayne Larrabee, less than a week before the 2017 draft. Get the inside scoop on the Packers' needs, reinforcements for Aaron Rodgers, and how the team plans to get back to the NFC Championship game. It's your opportunity to see a lot of newsmakers up close and personal. It's going to be a lot of fun. There are only 16 days left until Insight 2017, so get your tickets online and check out the full guest list at WTMJ.com. One of our new additions just in the last couple of days, Joe Bartolotta, Bartolotta Restaurant Fame. He's going to be there. We're going to talk about entertainment, oh, options and dining things and all the different trends, that's going to be cool. Many fans believe Brewer games are about four things, baseball, beer, brats, and tailgating. The last element is unusual for Major League Baseball, but not for Wisconsin sports. WTMJ's Jay Sorge has more on this time-honored tradition. Let's check out Jay's report. In most Major League Baseball cities, a game day is about
22: taking yourself to the bar and having a couple of beers and a trademark local sandwich before heading to the ballpark. In Milwaukee, it's very different.
10: This is my favorite day of the year. It's so fun.
22: It's about bringing the bar and grill with you to the ballpark.
7: It's part of the DNA of our fan base. Brewers
22: Chief Operating Officer Rick Schlesinger has walked past bratwurst and
7: beer parties
22: in the parking lots for at least 1,000 Brewers game days. Milwaukee baseball historian and author Bob Begey has had about 5,000 of those game days.
17: It's just a Wisconsin thing that's developed, and we kind of expect it.
22: Expected in Milwaukee... But not many other major league cities. Because Miller Park has something that few stadiums have. A huge parking lot surrounding the stadium.
17: There aren't that many that have the parking that that Miller Park has.
22: In fact, MLB.com lists only six major league stadiums with parking lots fully surrounding the stadium with no tailgating restrictions. Few stadiums have the number of spaces that Miller Park does.
7: Every stadium has a separate footprint, and there's a lot of politics about where a stadium can be built and how much land. We are fortunate, frankly, that when Miller Park was built, it was built with tailgating in mind, and that's why we built it on the footprints of County Stadium with 12,500 parking spaces.
22: Unlike Miller Park, most stadiums built in the last 25 years have been located in downtown areas or in other spots where teams don't own the parking, so there's no tailgating.
17: It's a downtown ballpark. It's easily accessible by public transportation, but if you come by public transportation, you're not going to tailgate. So
22: instead, you'd go to a local pub or restaurant before the game, and then you'd walk to the ballpark. The closest restaurant or pub to Miller Park? About a mile away. So instead, you'd take your own beer to the game. Biggie says that back in the 50s at County Stadium, you could take your own beer inside the game with you. In
17: the 1950s, in County Stadium, the fans could bring in their own beer, This was uh, commonly done. People would carry in a six-pack. In some cases, they would bring in a cooler filled with beer. And in some cases uh, that were well-publicized, the fans would not only bring in their, their own cooler, but they'd get an extra ticket just for a place to set it. That ended
22: before the 60s began. So what followed? Fans figuring out that they had room to drink their own beer in the parking lot before the game. And they did. They still do. Hundreds of thousands of them every year at
7: Miller Park. It's, it's part of our culture and, and will remain so for a long time. Sorry.
3: Jay Sorge, WTMJ Sports. You can hold it. It's 1153, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. We're back in the dugout at Miller Park. It's opening day. We're here with one of the new additions to the Brewers team. Um, Jeff Bandy, how you doing? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Well, how's Milwaukee?
23: Milwaukee's awesome, you know. It's uh, it's a little colder than
3: I'm used to <laughs> than uh, Los Angeles,
23: say, <laughs> yeah, than uh, California. But uh, no, the ballpark's awesome. The fans seem great, and real excited to get opening day started.
3: How excited are you to be a, be a part of the Brewers team? And obviously, you know, coming from Los Angeles, it's maybe a little bit different. But this is this is a young, upcoming team. You know, There's a lot of exciting players.
23: Yeah, you know, definitely exciting players all around. You know, I'm making new friends. Uh, it's definitely fun. You know, it's. It's it's great. It's been a great experience so far. Spring went well, and uh, we're just ready to get going. Um, you obviously haven't had a chance to get out and enjoy Milwaukee too
3: much, but I assume over the course of the season we'll probably see you out at some of the area some of the area hotspots.
23: Yeah, uh, probably not. I'm more of a uh, Netflix and uh, <laughs> just uh, keep my feet up. You know, try to keep the miles low on the legs. That's how I like to do it. But uh, yeah, every now and then I'll have a nice dinner here and there. So. I'm just pretty laid back, like that.
3: Is that one of the tough things about being a catcher? It's all like, like getting up and down and stuff like that. Have to stay in really good shape.
23: Yeah, I mean, you get used to it. You know, it's uh, your legs just get heavy. Uh, you just gotta, you know, take care of yourself. Make sure you're doing your treatment after the games and stuff. And uh, yeah, stay healthy. Big part of it.
3: I think uh, I got to tell you, I, I think a lot of, I think this team is going to surprise a lot of people. I've been watching you guys play. I think there's a lot of excitement that's out there, and I think you're going to be a big part of it. So, welcome to Milwaukee, and best of luck this season. Well Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely, take care. Appreciate it. Now back so to more Opening Day live with Jeff Wagner live from the dugout on the home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. It's 1157, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. If you can't tell, I have had the time of my life today. Hope you've enjoyed our broadcast as well. I'm now at the point where i got to get out of the dugout, but our coverage continues. Eric Bilstadt, Steve Scafidi are at the WTMJ Tailgater. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, Jeff. How are you? Oh, hey. I've been having a That was a... That was a great three hours plus of uh, interviews. I, thanks. I, I have just had an absolute blast, and I know the fun continues. You guys um, you guys, going to do about 30 minutes leading into the pregame. So what do you got coming up on the show?
12: We're talking all things tailgating. We'll talk opening day traditions. And by the way, Jeff, I know you can't really see from where you're standing right now, but it right. is nice outside. All this talk about rain, the sun is actually poking
3: through. Well, see, that's cool because when I got here this morning, about seven o'clock, it was um, it was not a particularly nice day. Yeah. So that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Well, yeah, I we are ready. It.
6: We got tailgaters walking around. We we got a great view of the parking lot, so we're going to have fun in our in our little little segments of our show and a little short show. So stick around for the Brewers. Should be
3: fun. That's outstanding. Scafidi and Bilstadt coming up in just a couple minutes. Thank you for spending the last three and a half hours with me. I love opening days, and this was a very special one. Hope you enjoyed all the interviews. I am back at 8.30 tomorrow morning when we do this all again. But lots of opening day coverage coming up, leading up to our broadcast of the game, game number one of the 2017 season, the Milwaukee Brewers and the Colorado Rockies. I'm Jeff Wagner. Have a great day. News Radio 620 WTMJ.